bitch out of there. Your big breaking TV. Welcome to prime time, bitch. Listening to the Buzz Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 29 of the Buzz Kill Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm Jimmy. And Von I'm Justin. <laughs> Jimmy Von Justin. <laughs> Jimmy Von Justin. <laughs> I was gonna say Jimmy Von Sex. Mm, the alter ego. Yeah, I need. To, I probably shouldn't though until I'm wearing the wig. It's true. One day I will come in costume, even though nobody can see us, and I will wear the Jimmy Von Sex costume. That's for like. The entire that's thing. like. Uh, what's his name? What's uh, Marilyn Manson's real name? Brian Warner. Brian Warner. That's like wow. a, that's like that's Pull like that him. Out fast. It's like him walking into a place without any makeup on, looking totally normal, going, "I'm Marilyn Manson." It's like, no, you're not. You're fucking Brian. No, you're shut fat. up. <laughs> <laughs> you're fat. <laughs> I also decided something too that I will do one day. What? One day I will play that intro live. <laughs> on the air that would be awesome. with, because we always air drum the track here and yeah. I was like oh I wish I thought of like 10 seconds earlier to run out there on the drum kit and hop on and play it well, if we ever if well we then ever... you automatically beat me in the drum off that's not fair <laughs> then if we ever have any of the dudes from like if Brian ever comes on the show for some reason you guys can all just play it just play there the live go. intro I'd have to relearn my parts yeah, cry me so, a river. <laughs> cry me a river. So what's been on, Mike? Oh. Uh, not a whole lot. I, I almost redeemed myself from last week. With yeah. what? So last week, I was trying my hardest to spend too much money on four pieces of paper, mm-hmm. right? The day <laughs> well, after... You should probably explain yes, that the, just in the, case These people. were uh, uh, Evil Dead uh, tickets from its premiere back in 1981 when it was called Book of the Dead, and it had its premiere at the Redford Theater here in, in Redford, Michigan. Yeah. And uh, holy grail of my Evil Dead collecting life, I guess. We got, <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. Um, Could you really call it a life? I don't know. I, 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 I canned out at 75 bucks. They ended up selling for, I think, 127 128 something like that. Yeah. Well, the day after we recorded, I go back on eBay, just putzing around, and I see the same tickets back up for auction. So either, so either somebody jacked up the price and nobody else bid on it, or somebody backed out of the sale. One of the two. One of the two things happened. Yeah. So I go, oh, shit. Was it back down to the same star price? Uh, it started at nine ninety nine, I believe. Okay, yeah, okay. but they, I, I, but the pictures were exactly the same because I now, went to the old listing. Will same it, ticket uh, numbers. Will it, will it tell you? I don't, I don't use eBay really at all. Will it tell you if uh, they're listed again because there wasn't a reserve met no, or something no, like that? No, no, no. Okay. The the old the old listing just ended. That says what it sold for, and then whatever happens after that is between the seller and the the buyer. Huh. All right. But um, some somebody decided that they didn't want to pay a hundred twenty five dollars for. Probably, a couple pieces probably. of paper. Um, so they went back up, and I was last night at midnight. They went, they they it ended, and uh, I went up to eighty five this time, and they ended up selling for ninety seven. Ah. Wow. I was so pissed. I would have spent the extra twelve, whatever. I'm I would have given you the extra twelve dollars, <laughs> whatever it is. Oh, that sucks, man. Yeah, I mean, well, I realize I probably shouldn't spend close to a hundred dollars on something that I <laughs> on pieces of paper anyway. Yeah. But, but yeah, you're, just uh, keep an eye out for next week when they go back on the yeah, list. Yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> yeah. No shit. But, uh, I mean, uh, that would pretty much, you could 
you could pretty much call it a day after that, though, right? I mean, um, if you had those, well, I wouldn't, what, what else do you really need? I wouldn't call, well, lots of stuff. You could just stay in your bedroom for the rest of your life. Have you have you seen my house? <laughs> slowly touching yourself and looking at your tickets on the wall. Mm. Oh. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, what about you, Jimmy Von Sex? What you been up to? Oh, Jimmy Von Sex. Uh, I've been just watching some movies, hanging out with the family. That sounds lame. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not lame, Michael. I've got a lovely life and a lovely wife. Ah, hey, hey, baby. Rhymes. What about you, brother? How's the uh, what? What's what's it like in the new digs? Yeah, I moved. Yeah. Got a nice new place out with the lady. Mm-hmm. And uh, congratulations, set sir. Set up and almost everything in its place on the first day. Really? Yeah. Damn, that's that that's is, the way to move. <laughs> yeah. I had, when Aaron and I moved into our new house, we had boxes in our dining room for like a year and a half. I remember that. It, it, was, was, long, it was longer than that. And now those boxes are still not unpacked. They're just jammed in a closet downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> They're the worst. All right, James. So start us off. Uh, what are we drinking this week? What are oh, we talking about? Okay. Well, this week we're doing something a little bit different. Mm, we are. For you. It's our very first... Uh, Best of? Best of episode. Uh, Our best of. Personal best of. Didn't we do a best of episode before? Well, I mean, all of our episodes are our favorite things. We usually talk about the actual films. This week... Oh, no, we did the the masks... The mask episode. We favorite that was kind of yeah, yeah, okay. So this is where we're actually doing a, our, our personal top ten lists of uh, our favorite kills slash death scenes in horror movies. Or genre movies. Yes. What are you laughing at? Because it's funny the way you said that. Favorite kill slash kill death slash death scenes. It was very it was very Shatner of you. Kill uh, dash <laughs> death scenes. And uh, <laughs> well, actually, uh, since Jay's been super busy um, moving into his new place and everything, we didn't make him put a list together. So Mike and I got our top ten list. Jay's just gonna jump in if he ever feels like it and yeah, throw some in things throw in some favorite Ooh. kills. Careful what you're popping there, buddy. Hey, whoa, <laughs> whoa, murder boner. Um, <laughs> so, Daisy, uh, in uh, in the spirit of kill slash death, we are drinking skull splitter. Mm, there, because there are quite a few skulls that are split. There are quite our, a few skulls list. that are split. Actually, I uh, I think I do have a split skull in my list. Uh, this is from the Orkney Brewery in Koilu. Is this actually from? Sure is. Oh, geez. Hold on. Okay. Let me grab the box because... This is from Scotland, I believe. Yeah, from, Scotland. From Scotland? Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, it's got a picture of a Viking. I'd figure that was from Norway. Uh, imported by... It's like Everett. <clears throat> Skull Splitter takes its name from Thorfinn yep. Hoskaluf, uh, the seventh Viking Earl of Orkney. Sophisticated, satiny smooth with a deceptively light character, it is a tribute to our colorful forebear. On the nose, oh wow, this has like on the nose and on the palate and everything. On the nose, this robust beer has a fruity malt character with hints of dark fruit, spicy hop, dates, and figs. On the palate, the sweet toasted malts create a rich and complex character of molasses, fresh and dried fruits with hints of warming spices. This sounds fucking delicious. <laughs> so it also it also says on the back here that uh, it's uh, it's made from malted barley and wheat from the St. Clair Breweries in uh, Orkney, Scotland. Scotland! Brewed, however, in the UK. Brewed in the UK. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then imported by St. Killian's. Well, this is all over company. the place, man. Yep. A rich, sophisticated ale. All right, well... 
Let's so, crack these bad boys open. Is there something else on the box for me to uh, read? I don't think so. Uh, nope. I think that's it. That's it. That's all. That's it. That's all. All right. Uh, do you have a bottle opener? Nope. Oh, I have a bottle opener. Oh, do your trick, Mike. You're so proud of yourself. <laughs> now that you I can only do one. I can, I can only do two, though. Use your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Use your eye socket. Split your skull. <laughs> that one went flying. That was yeah. a good one. Hit me with two of them. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me with your best cap. I was uh, I was listening to Mix ninety two three on the way here, which uh, is on, on purpose. Yeah, well, the, during the day they play like like a lot of really good um, like throat because it's throwback like R and B and hip hop and stuff like that. And every once in a while I'm just in that mood, you know. Hip hip hop hip hop hip hop anonymous. <laughs> and at night it's all like romantic R and B. And oh, it's like, like like old school pillow talk. Well, it's, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. like every single song starts with one of those cheesy monologues, like "Girl, I'm gonna lay you down, girl." And this song, I don't know who it was by, but the 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 the, the lyrics were like were like, "Your body is my playground. I wanna lick you all up and down and make you feel like a woman should." Is it, is it genuine? It well, sounds like a genuine song. He, <laughs> he says, "Lick you up and down and feel like a woman should." That's not. <laughs> should a woman feel licked at all times? <laughs> like, should she be slightly sticky and lap me, boy? <laughs> I mean, most right, most just, women I know we, don't want to be covered in saliva can we, all the can we time. Can we drink this now? Instead of talking about <laughs> just I wanna drink you on down, boy. <laughs> Let's split our skulls. She is. Ah! <laughs> I'm oh, glad that you have... Oh wow. That is delightful. Um are you getting the uh fruity malt character? I am actually, yeah. Actually, yeah, you get a lot of that. And this is an 8.5-er, so we're back to our uh, high-gravity beers again, apparently. <laughs> it is really spicy. Like, I, not to not to sound all like a sommelier, but mm. there is, like, a ton of, like, it it sits spicy. Spicy on the tongue afterward, can, on I the can, palate. I can taste, I can taste the, the fig. The, the <laughs> <laughs> I can taste the skull splitting in my mouth. I can taste the entire Scottish culture just swimming. I, I taste, I taste... <laughs> I actually do. I taste the, the sweetness of the date flavor they they mention in there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Are da- yeah dates and figs? Mm-hmm. Aren't dates and figs like the same thing? I don't know. Uh, I'm not good with that. Closest, I guess. I don't know <laughs> it's, food. It's, it's Mike's dream. It's, it's a bunch of Scottish. I have a bunch tasted of figs and I have tasted dates. You have tasted what? Figs and I have tasted dates. Um, dates most recently. It's been a long time. I mean, fig Newtons. Those count. Yeah, I sure. Well, uh, I mean, a fig, like an an original Fig Newton is fig, fig flavor. That's right. You haven't <laughs> had a date in forever. Yeah, but I recently had some raw natural dates, so they were really good. Do you remember? I, really I, I remember back in like elementary school and stuff, and you'd go on, you know, like into the lunchroom, and they'd have the salad bar, and then at the end, they'd always have these little. They looked like hamster turds covered in sugar, and they said that they were dates. Do you remember that? I know that. I know what you're talking about. Are those yeah. actually dates? Because those know, dates are delicious. delicious. No, no, dates are awesome. Dates were were big. Almost I know, like, it's like a dried. That's plum. what I thought too. But these things were just like little tiny. They were like the size of a raisin, and they looked like they were covered in sugar. And they always called them dates. I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, mother fathers. Maybe something to look. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of prunes. This I miss Sarah. <laughs> I miss Sarah because she could be looking this shit up for us right now. Yeah. Just tell her to come next time. <laughs> Just call her. Call her up and ask her about dates. Ask her on a date. All right. Jay. All right. So anyway, uh, that's a that's a fine beer. I'm gonna drink the rest of it. 
It's going to split it. my skull. All right, so what did we get wrong last week, James? Uh, well, well, first of all, I, 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 we knew this word, and we kept on saying autonomous instead of autonomous <laughs> for the for the uh, uh, now I can't remember the whole thing autonomous sensory meridian response auto Thomas auto Thomas <laughs> <laughs> or autonomous we kept saying yeah it's it's autonomous we're dumb anyway go mm-hmm. ahead all right so uh, Jason did not kill anybody with a pickaxe in ah. Friday the 13th however mm-hmm. there's a good reason that I thought that he did and mm-hmm. the uh, at the very end of part two when uh, he has uh, Guinea is it Guinea or Ginny Ginny? It's Ginny. Ginny, okay. Yeah. So when oh, Ginny, I know what you're talking about. So when about, Ginny yeah. is in Jason's quarters, mm-hmm. and right before she puts on Pamela's sweater, sweater and whatnot, yeah. he has a pickaxe in his hand. And he actually attacks her with the pickaxe. He gets her leg, right? He gets her leg. Yeah. And then she puts on the sweater, and he gets into his trance. And th- hold then, on, you're getting you're getting this wrong. No, I'm not. Yeah, because she's already got it she's today. already got the sweater on. No, I watched it today. I watched it today. Paul comes in <clears throat> while she while he's sort of in his trance. Paul comes in and tackles him to the ground. Now, it looks like he kills Paul because he tackles him to the ground or whatever, and then Jason gets up. He's got blood on his hands. He still has the pickaxe. Mm-hmm. And you don't see Paul again after that, yeah. right? So maybe he did kill somebody. But then in part three, yeah. it opens with a news report, and the news report only talks about eight bodies being found, which means that... Paul was not part of it because uh, Ginny and Paul would make 10 and that's how many there are. So technically speaking, Jason did not kill anybody with a pickaxe. Um, I I still like, I I haven't seen it since like probably two years ago, Mm -hmm. but I still think you're getting the timeline wrong a little bit. I think she, I think she has the sweater on first and then he's in a trance and then he gets broken out of the trance because he sees Pamela's head. And then that's when he takes a swing at her with the pickaxe. Well, to avoid corrections, you might be right. I'm not... You just Might watched right. it today, correct? I did. Well, I, I, YouTube, I, did, you, I YouTubed it and I yeah. skimmed through it. Um, well, regardless of which. Um, <laughs> All right, what else do you have? Uh, the Phoenix Lights took place on March 13th, 1997. Mm-hmm. We didn't know the date. So oh. I just wanted to oh, okay. expand oh, it was upon just, that. It was just one day? Yeah, yeah. One it, was, it was one night, yep. Um, let's see, what else we got here? Yes, there was a kid in the back seat of the car crash in The Descent. There was? And actually... Okay. Rewatching it, it's way more brutal than I thought. Really? Uh, you know how the husband dies by the uh, the poles, those metal poles coming Sticking through? Sticking through his head, Comes yeah. through his head. Yeah. yeah, there's a metal pole that goes directly between the two front seats, and the kid is sitting in the middle of the back seat. Oh, no. So the kid pretty much gets kebobbed. Yeah, that sucks. Yep, didn't realize that till I uh, rewatched it. Yeah. Mm. You got mm. anything else? Uh, no, that's it. Oh, okay. Well, I got more. So, <laughs> uh, stalactite. Are the ones oh. that hang from the ceiling. Oh, Stalagmite are the ones that come up from the ground because okay. you might fall backwards and get impaled in the butt. Right. And the other one is very tight to the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the caverns that... I just couldn't think of the caverns that I had visited when mm-hmm. I was in Missouri. And it's the uh, the Merrimack Caverns. Is that how you say it? Merrimack? Or Merrimack. Merrimack Caverns. Where's the word? M-E-R-E-M-E-C. Merrimack, I believe. And those are the caverns that Jesse James uses as a hideout for a while. Huh, right uh, and the last thing is, I go, I was talking about how I used, I had gone up to Copper Harbor and I went down to the mines mm-hmm. and I called it a salt mine. It's Copper Harbor. It's a <laughs> copper mine. <laughs> you dingus. <laughs> so that's uh, that's all I got for Zacharyxons. All right. Well, uh, that's a quick that's a that's a quick uh, correction section. And now correction <laughs> section. <laughs> correction section. What's your 
Erection. Infection. <laughs> well, I guess that means it's time for the news. <laughs> That's the news. You guys, you guys were actually kind of fun. And then I come in. And and you, like, you threw that dissonant note in there. I, I just dropped a deuce on the entire thing. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. All right. Well, hey, uh, let's uh, let's drop a deuce on our mood right now because um, Bill Paxton died uh, last yeah. week, and sure uh, actually this week, just a game few days over, ago. Game over, man. Game over, man. Game over. Game over, indeed. Super sad too. Dude, yeah, I, he, uh, I loved Bill Paxton. I thought he was uh, awesome. Like he he was uh, like his characters were always pretty over the top and uh-huh. kind of corny. He was a great character actor. But yeah, just an amazing character I mean, actor. And, and honestly, he wasn't always a character actor. He had leads like yeah, Frailty oh. and Frailty, well, and Fra- he was incredible. And Frailty was also his directorial debut. Yes, it was. And, man, I love that movie. I thought it was great. And like we said Hicks and and Aliens. Uh Hudson, wasn't it? Oh, I'm sorry. Hudson. Yeah, I'm sorry. Hudson. I'm sorry. Hicks Hicks was um whatever. He was in uh, Near Dark. He was in Near Dark, yep. uh, that Catherine Bigelow movie. Mm-hmm. He was in Predator 2. That that's one of the things that everybody's been saying since he died. He's the only person to have the the rare distinction of being killed by the Terminator, Aliens, and the Predator. Yes, he was. Him Just and Lance a- Hendrickson are the only two that share that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I didn't yep. know I didn't even know there was another one. Yep. Um, um, yeah, so that's super sad. He died, uh, he's 61 years old, died um, due to complications after surgery. surgery so. I wonder if maybe it was a, um, a what do you call it, uh, anesthesia thing? Maybe they had a problem with when he went under? Yeah, I don't know, man. Which is scary to think about. You know, it's, it's one of those things where you hear about this, and then you can very easily get paranoid about the whole surgical process. Um, well, I, I, But I, it's so rare that these things happen. So if that's what it was, I don't know that it was, but if that's what it was... Typically, you know. I'm not I'm not entirely sure, but typically when they say complications due to surgery, I, I think it's usually, I don't really want to speak out of... Like, like maybe there was a blood clot somewhere or something, yeah, or through, something through happened. A, through a clot or, or yeah. like an, or a terrible infection or something yeah. like that. I don't know. I don't want to speculate. Yeah, we don't want to speculate, but whatever it was, it sad. sucks. Yeah. So. I'll never forget. I'll never forget when I was watching um, the Terminator. I was a late bloomer to the Terminator. I'd seen Terminator two mm-hmm. and even three <laughs> a ton of times, and then before it dawned on me that I've only ever seen clips of term of the first Terminator movie. Uh-huh. I had never actually sat down and watched the original one. Yeah, and I don't know how I don't know how I'd done that. So a few years ago, I watched it. I remember calling Vito because Vito is a huge Terminator fan. Mm-hmm. And uh, amongst other things, I'm like, Bill fucking Paxton plays a little punk ass kid with blue Liberty spikes in the beginning. Like, what the hell? Uh-huh. <laughs> it was just so bizarre to see him in that movie. Um, but yeah, rest in peace, Bill Paxton. Rest in peace. Um, what uh, else do you have? So the second half of the new It adaptation begins filming on March 17th. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, which is odd because I think most people thought that because it was going to be two separate movies, they were going to wait to see what the first movie how it did. Uh-huh. But they're not waiting; they're they're full boat going into it, Just which going I'm for it. I, which I mean, I'm happy about. Yeah, it's you gonna, can't have one without the other. It's gonna be, it's not gonna be a bomb. You know, people are getting so amped up about this. It's I, I can't see it being a bomb. Can you really? I don't know. I'm starting to hear bad things about the new Kong movie, so... Really? Yep. What? Like what? Pretty much what I said last week, how I thought the characters were going to kill it. Uh, the two reviews that I've heard so far is that um, the Kong scenes are... Uh, the big fight scenes are, are cool and epic, mm-hmm. yet the rest of the movie just sucks because the characters are completely empty. 
Really? And yeah, and it's not written well. I've heard it's not directed well. The editing's bad. Um, yeah, the, the two reviews that I have that I have read were not um, not very nice to it. Put it that way. Well, that's not very good so, news. So no. Um, anyway, though, but uh, yeah. So March seventeenth, though, uh, the new or the second rather half of it will be filming. Cool. What else you got? Well, uh, say chum. <laughs> say chum. Say chum. <laughs> Have you ever wondered uh, what happened to John Carpenter's Creature from the Black Lagoon? Yes. What or, or perhaps David Cronenberg's Frankenstein, or possibly all of George Romero's dozens of freaking projects you always heard about but never saw. Just tell us, James. This is. I'm so excited us. about this news. Please. <laughs> let, well, let me get to it then. Uh, so, if you're curious about whatever happened to any of these projects that you always heard about and never saw, there is a new documentary series coming out called Untold Horror. And it's all about the horror projects that never got the green light. Or some of them, some of them actually Did. got yeah, the yeah. green light. In fact, one of them, uh, one of the George Romero movies called uh, Jacaranda Joe. Yes. Was actually fully made. Mm-hmm. Like yep. he says, it's it's made. It's out there. I just it was don't uncovered. Know where it is. It's from the trailer that was put out for Untold Horror. It seems as though it was lost for a long time, and that it does exist now. So I actually want to go online and see if I can find it. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, but the, so, what made my day about this is that in the trailer, uh, John Landis is talking about an anthology movie. Oh, dude! Yes. That was supposed to be made with four segments: one being directed by himself, one by Sam Raimi, one by Guillermo del Toro. And one by Joe Dante. Yeah. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I, I, I don't... I, how, how does that not get made? <laughs> can, can we start a petition to have that oh, have this movie would, made I don't still? think they would do it now. Why the hell not? No, Hellboy oh, 3 man, can't get made. Awesome. you think this is going to get made? I don't know. Anthologies are big right now. Damn. I know. I, uh, I'm, th- I'm super excited for the series. Yeah. It's um, going to be it? awesome. Uh, I, as far as I can tell, the it, at least the first, uh, I don't know, episode or season or whatever, It's um, they've got interviews with George Romero, John Landis, uh, William Lustig, and Takeshi Mika. I mm-hmm. think that's how you say his last name. I can remember. the killer guy. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it looks did you, awesome. Did you catch where this is going to be shown? I when I was when I was looking through this, I did not find any network named or anything. No, I I actually don't think that I it didn't did. say. So when we find out, you guys will be the <laughs> like twentieth or thirtieth to know. Or, by or the time we get to it. But, or if you know, let us know. Yeah, yeah, no shit. Um, but super excited about that. That's a yeah. It's gonna be mm, awesome. That's kind of uh, like my else? that's kind of like my wet dream of like movie series. Gross, man. Nobody <laughs> wants to hear about that. <laughs> George Romero was in my wet dreams. What can I say? <laughs> oh, those glasses. He needs windshield wipers. <laughs> <laughs> this just is, if you turn up your speakers really loud at that part, you can hear this subtle sound that Justin was just making. It'll so to go you, from something very awesome to something that most people think is very not awesome. What? <laughs> um, there's you? a petition that was started to restore and release the director's cut of Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah. Which excites the hell out of me because that's my favorite Jason movie. <laughs> Uh, Explain yourself before we lose most of our viewers. Jason goes to hell was my very first exposure to Jason Voorhees. Right on. First J- Friday the Thirteenth movie I had ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. So even though I know that it's a terrible movie, I have the softest spot in my heart for it because I had the most memories with it. Yeah. You know, it was the first time that I ever saw these crazy visuals. First time that I ever saw the guy in the hockey mask. You know, and the opening scene of that movie, if you've never seen it, is gnarly as fuck. You mean when they 
blows. Well, the, they blow him up, but then, the but then the body gets taken back oh, to the morgue, yeah, yeah. and the guy eats oh, the heart, and yeah. it's oh my god, it's insane. I saw this when I was like thirteen or whatever. It was, it was like middle school. On, on Halloween. Do you find it ironic that Jason Voorhees is such a cold-blooded killer, but he has such a huge heart? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's either he's either actually a real sweetheart, or he's got um terrible heart disease. Something. Maybe. maybe, maybe. Uh, is that all you got for that one? Uh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, a movie that you and I were pretty excited about, Meg, the the giant shark movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is being pushed back to summer. Oh shit! August tenth, twenty eighteen, which is only a few months after its original re- release date. This makes more sense yeah. because it's a it's about a, it's a summer movie. It's a summer movie. It was originally supposed to be March twenty eighteen. I I don't have any problem with it being pushed back. This is this is my problem with studios announcing movies so far in advance, though, is that back in the day, yeah, movies get pushed around all the time. It's a very common practice in the industry. Yeah, you just didn't hear about it. You know, by the time you heard about it, it was set in stone. Yeah. I wish they would not well, announce things so far ahead of time. There's anymore. also a difference between if if you were like we have this show where we're constantly reading about news in the in the genre and stuff like I that. Suppose if you did if we were just casual moviegoers like we used to be, yeah. you really wouldn't hear about these things that much. That's true, but even back in the day though, when you had like Fango and Cinema Cinema uh Cine Fantastique and all these other magazines, mm-hmm. you still would only read about them once a month though. Yeah, you know that's what I'm true. saying? You don't have the the constant updates that you do now. Right. But um anyway, um so Alien Covenant is a movie I think we are all very excited for. I've never heard of it. Oh, so uh, let's take you back to a land called 1982? So, so Alien... Seven, no, 70s. Uh, Alien was 70s, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like 79 or something. I, I have no oh, idea. Oh, God. We just lost about <laughs> 20,000 more listeners. Talk about Alien Covenant. Um, so motion capture for the xenomorph in Alien Covenant has been done by none other Javier Botet. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. That's he's awesome. pretty much, aside from the giant uh, phallic head, he's pretty much shaped like a xenomorph. They also dropped a new trailer for Alien Covenant this week. Did you? I didn't watch it oh, yet. It's so good. Damn it, I meant to. It's really to. good. I will say this, though. They show xenomorphs in it. Uh-huh. Um, and I hope there's more practical effects than what the trailer shows. Oh. I will say that. Yeah. Not that I think the CG is going to be bad. I'm sure the CG will honestly oh, be, be top fine. Notch, I'm sure. I just hope they do. I hope that there's still practical in it. Alien was 79, by the way. Okay. I was right. Boom. Thank you. Um, <laughs> that being said, the trailer looks ah, fantastic. Good. So I'm cool. excited for it. Uh, well, I just read this a couple minutes ago. New Line is developing a Wizard of Oz horror film. Yep. That's interesting. I saw this before I left the house today. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, well, I don't, think about I don't, it. The Wizard of Oz, though, is practically already a horror movie. Yeah, Return really to Oz was Return even more. Oz. Those fucking wheelers, oh, man. The wheelers, man, that was awesome. One of the, some of the scariest creatures in like kids' movies. If ever. they do this movie, they have to have they have to have something like the wheelers again because well, that was that those were those were nightmare fuel when we were. Younger. Did you know that there's like dozens of books based on the world of Oz? I did, yeah. The, the Wizard of Oz is just one book out of an entire series. Yeah. And from my understanding, the well, and rest actually, of the, the books... Actually, the book's not even called The Wizard of Oz, is it? Isn't it called, I, like, the, the Great and Powerful Oz or something like that? No, I, that's a different one. Oh, I think it? there is... I think... I don't know. Don't quote me. Corrections, well, corrections for next week. <laughs> um, no, but the rest of the books, though, from my understanding, they're dark. Like, a lot of them are super, super dark. So it makes perfect sense that they're going to make a horror movie out of this. Yeah. 
you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm super excited about it. I hope that they stick it in the franchise, though. Like, 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 like Oz the Great and Powerful and um, Wizard of Oz, I believe, are in the same universe, if I'm not mistaken. You're talking about the Franco movie? Yeah. I, think I haven't that, seen it, have you? I, no, I haven't. But I believe that they're in the same universe. Return to Oz, I think, is a standalone, just based off another book in the series. Yeah. But if they made a horror movie that ties into the original classic movie, that would be amazing. Yeah, that'd be really cool. <laughs> I doubt they're going to, but that'd be awesome if they did. They should bring back Judy Garland. Zombie, <laughs> zombie Garland. <laughs> um, all right, so last thing I have can they, is... Can they have her body strung from the balcony in, like, loops? And they go, oh, look, it's Garland. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, I haven't had a knee slapper in a while. Come on. <laughs> it's not a knee slapper when it sucks. That's a face slapper. Like, I reach across and slap you in the face. All right, <laughs> the last thing I have is uh, the movie Split is out on Blue and DVD April 4th and out on VOD April 18th. Uh, it's going to have a ton... Uh, the DVD and Blu-ray are going to have a bunch of um, extra features, alternate ending, deleted scenes, making of feature, the mini faces of James McAvoy, which I think would be really cool mm, yeah, to see because, absolutely. I mean, he's playing 23 distinct characters in the movie. It's basically 23 movies and, worth of acting. Well, plus it? plus another one that cuz they isn't the uh the tagline is um he's got 23 distinct personalities. The 24th is about to be yep. unleashed. I still haven't seen it. Uh, I hate myself for not and, seeing yeah, it. Yeah, I was I was going to watch it and then I didn't, so I suck. And also the filmmaker's eye, which will be, you know, a little feature at about M Night Shyamalan. So. Nice. So yeah, that's all I've got for the news. I got I got two more. Okay. Uh, Roger Corman is producing a new Piranha movie called Summer of the Piranha. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Takes place. Uh, they're filming it at least in Japan. Hmm. Um, and apparently, it's part of the franchise. It's part of the Piranha franchise that he did. Cool. That uh, was it. Joe Dante <clears throat> that did the original. Ooh. Uh, no, it wasn't Hooper. Might have been Dante. I think I it was Dante. Remember. I think Dante did the original. Um, so yeah, so we have a new Piranha movie coming from from Roger Corman, which is exciting. Cool. And then my final piece of news is that D. Snyder is gearing up for Strangeland Two. I I still don't understand how they're gonna do this. Well, here's his quote. Here's his quote. Uh, he goes, I'm gearing up to hopefully go into production with Strangeland 2. I know I've talked about this for 20 years. And I sound like a broken record. I hate even saying it out loud because you've had so many disappointments with this project. But it's feeling like now is the time. Feeling like this is going to happen this time around. I've also said that before, though, so don't hold me to this. <laughs> so it sounds like this is script in place. It sounds like they're they're ready to make it. They're just waiting. I mean, that's... At least I'm cool with it. I, yeah. I'm excited because I love Strangeland. It's, mm -hmm. Like I said, I just don't understand how they're going to bring back the Captain Howdy character. Because he... We'll see. I think I think I said this verbatim in another episode. He super died at the end of that. Maybe one. he had a maybe maybe he had like a a, a twin brother just hanging around. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. And we're done with the news. Yeah, that's the news. Boom! That was the news. I love that outro. That simple to the point. All right, what'd you watch this week, James? Um, well, I watched The Lion King seven hundred fifty thousand <laughs> times. <laughs> Oh, I just can't wait to be king. Yeah, that. My kids are obsessed with The Lion King right now. So I watched that a bunch. I watched, uh, Aaron and I wanted to watch at least one of the uh, the Oscar nominees. We like to watch at least one of the Oscar Best Picture nominees before, like, in a perfect world, we'd watch them all. But it's not a perfect world, is it? 
No, it's not. So we watched Manchester by the Sea. Ooh, was it scary? Uh, we actually watched it on your dime. Because <laughs> you have voodoo, and it's set up on my TV with your credit card. <laughs> so thanks for buying us Manchester by the Sea. Hey-oh! <laughs> uh, it was... Uh, uh, it I'm was staring a hole through his soul right now, if nobody can tell. Uh, I'm not going to spend much time on this, because it's obviously not horror. It was a good movie. It was uh, it was late, so it felt very long, because it's it's a slow paced movie, but it's it's good. It was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Casey Affleck definitely deserved the awards that he won for it, hmm. and I will just say that, and then we will move on to some f- horror movies. What are you staring at me still for? <laughs> All right, so the first it was, movie... <laughs> it was $6, Mike. If you want the $6 back, I'll pay you. So the first movie that I watched also no, I also wasn't a horror movie. Yeah, okay, <laughs> but, right. but to be honest with you, I thought there was going to be more horror in it than there was. But unlike me, you're about to spend a half hour no, talking about no. it, right? Well, we talked about this in our preview of 2017 episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a movie called I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's genre, isn't it? Not as much as we thought that it was going oh, to be. I'll okay. say that. Um, directed by uh, Macon Blair, uh, who is the uh, one of the main actors in Murder Party, Blue Ruin, Green Room. Uh, this is his directorial debut, and uh, fantastic directorial debut. There's, really? it's a, it's a black comedy. I've heard a lot. For, of good, I've heard a lot of good stuff. Yeah, it's about not this as movie. genre as as we were as at least I was led to believe. <clears throat> yeah. Um, from a lot of the the. You know, news outlets covering it. They kind of made it seem like it was a little bit more like of a revenge movie than it was a black comedy. There's parts in this movie I will say though, I had to pause it because I was almost completely out of breath. I was laughing and crying so hard. Really? And it's from the stupidest shit. Like it's the dumbest little subtle things. Like I was crying at a guy eating a sandwich. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'm sure I'm the only one that probably would laugh that hard at it. But for some reason, when I saw it, there's an inflection in the guy's attitude when he's reacting to what he's doing, and then he takes a bite out of it. It's the most. It was like he was grudge fucking the sandwich, like, like <laughs> with his mouth, <laughs> with his mouth, like <laughs> mouth fucking the sandwich. <laughs> I don't know. It was great. Elijah Wood is a gem in it. Uh, Melanie Linsky is amazing. Uh, she was just in XX. Uh, in XX, yeah. yeah. In the She's the girl party. from uh, birthday party or happy birthday or birthday uh, cake. Uh, the birthday cake. Yes, right? that one. She's, she's a girl from Two and a Half Men. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the movie movie's fantastic. I highly recommend it. It's on Netflix. Um, check it out. Uh, cool. Well, speaking of making Blair, I watched Green Room. Oh, you did? Yes, I nice. did, and I loved it. Uh, wasn't wasn't directed by Macon Blair, but it was starring Macon Blair because it was directed by Jeremy Solnier. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say his name? I believe so. I think that. So he he directed Blue Ruin and Murder Party, which uh, both uh, featured Macon Blair, mm-hmm. and Macon Blair was also in this movie. It's I I I hope that they keep how that. many how many people do you think ever go to him like hey. Making bacon. <laughs> Probably zero. <laughs> Maybe you if you meet him. <laughs> um, it is an interesting name, Macon. But uh, 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 I hope that they keep that. That like every single movie that Jeremy Solnier makes, mm-hmm. I hope he puts Macon Blair. I in hope it. so. He's like it's, like it's like Sam Raimi's Bruce Campbell almost. Yeah, exactly. Puts him, puts him in everything he does. And he's an interesting actor. Like he's 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 really kind of like sheepish and and. Uh, and sort of seems inept at everything that he does, mm-hmm. but he's in green room. I'm gonna I'm gonna say like his his 
character was way different than what it was in Blue Ruin, but he still had that kind of like, I don't know, timid kind of awkwardness about him. Uh, if you haven't heard of Green Room, that came out in 2015, you're stupid. No, uh, it's a it's about a band, a punk band, straying into secluded part of the Pacific Northwest, uh, who stumbles onto a horrific act of violence. Because I, because they are the only witnesses, they become the targets of a terrifying gang of skinheads who want to make sure all the evidence is eliminated. Uh, and I will say this: like a lot of the horror movies we watch, you know, people are battling the undead and and ghosts and yeah. and and you know massive slasher killers and that just made me sound like a person who doesn't watch horror movies <laughs> you like slasher killers they uh they <laughs> they, they they kill people but the, it, like as a group of just normal human beings not normal but you know skinhead human beings this group of people is fucking terrifying that's what i've heard and they're i, and I they're, need to see it and their leader uh um darcy played by patrick stewart is he's so like calm and 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 calculating like he's just he's just so freaky. It reminds me of <clears throat> um like Stacy Keach in American History X. Yes. Is it that kind yes, of character? Yes, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Like he's just, you know, he looks like a normal dude but he's just he has just all evil this is all hell. he has all this power over all of these underlings and he can pretty much do whatever he wants to whomever it's he exactly wants. It's exactly like Stacy Keach in American History X. It's freaky and uh <clears throat> Great cast. Uh, so Patrick Stewart, Anton Yelkin. This was actually his last feature to be released before his death, which uh, sucks. Pouring out from a homie. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> Not on Jay's computer though. <laughs> uh, Macon Blair, like we said earlier. Uh, Imogen Poots. It's a funny name. <laughs> <laughs> A few other people who you might not um, you might not know their names, but you would recognize them if you sure. saw them, like Eric Edelson. Uh, he's a character actor, and uh, um, yeah. So anyway, uh, it, it's it, this 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 group this uh, this punk band. They they're hard up for a for a gig because they play this really shitty gig. What sounds a lot like the movie I wrote, like. It's it's kind like, of it, like, it's, I, wrote, it's actually, I, wrote a, I wrote a screenplay about five six years ago based on my own experience when I was on tour. It actually and it from, sounds very similar to from that. what from what you told me about that because you pretty much told me the entire plot yeah. of that. It's pretty similar, oh, shit. except for the whole well, except for the whole like you know. I could have written Green Room, damn it. You could have, but you damn didn't. It. Uh, <laughs> um, it's it's uh, they end up so they they end up at this club. It's just it's a white supremacist club. Okay, and they're a punk band, you know, so they're. They they fit in kind of. They're not white supremacists themselves. <laughs> they make a a terrible move, which comes off as kind of badass, but uh, but a terrible move nonetheless. They decide to play uh, a, a cover song by the Dead Kennedys. Nazi punks fuck off. Nazi punks oh, is it really? fuck off. Yeah. Hot first, damn! Look at first that. song they do. They go they go to go on stage, and and Anton Yelkin's character he goes, I got a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just cuts to them on stage. Oh, is, An is Anton Yelton like the singer for the band? Oh, uh, he's the bass player. Okay, okay. And he, so he's like, "Yeah, I, I got a terrible idea." <laughs> and then they cut to the them on stage, and he's like, and they're looking out at this crowd of skinheads, and he's like, "Maybe Nazi punks." He's Nazi like, punks, "Maybe not." Nazi punks. Yes, Mike. Fuck yes, we all know. It's a good song. song okay? Um, <laughs> and so they play that. It's kind of weird how because everybody's booing them and throwing beer bottles at them while they're playing that song. It's kind of weird how in the the hard punk community, how things can just shift because then they get into the rest of their set 
and then everybody starts going wild. You know? It's like it's like they kind of just forgot about that that first little fuck you. Sounds like dumb skinheads. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, what do you expect? But uh yeah, I don't know, man. It it was it was it was brutal as hell. I mean, if you remember Br- Blue Ruin, you saw yeah. Blue oh, yeah. Ruin, oh, yeah. yeah. The kills the kills in Jeremy Solnier's uh movies are they're incredible. pretty top-notch, yeah. Like, just the the gore. Because I wouldn't even really call this a, a horror movie so much. I mean, it's definitely... No, I think I would. Um, From everything that I've heard about it, sure. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's the tone. It's all about tone. Just because there's not, like, a, a, your standard killer in it or anything like that. It's, all, it's the tone of the movie. Yeah, I, I, would, I would actually classify it under a word that you hate. Thriller. Thriller, yeah. yeah. Mike hates the... the We've gone over this. The genre title, Thriller. I would say it's a thriller with, like horror elements and uh yeah i don't know i i that's that's pretty much all i have to say about it i i, th- I don't want to give too much away because it's one of those movies where there's there's so many shocking parts of it that you just kind of got to see it for yourself yeah. you know what i mean yeah i will say this before i <laughs> before i move on but uh at the end i noticed in the credits it said because there's there's dogs in the movie uh, for certain purposes. <laughs> and it says at the end of the... This is the first time I've ever seen anything like this. It says, The American Humane Association monitored some of the animal action. No animals were harmed in those scenes. You, you know how it usually you know how it usually says the American Humane Association over over like we're overseers of this film. Well, no animals were harmed in the production of this movie. You're, it you're, was like it was like saying, Yeah, we watched some of this and they didn't hurt any dogs while we were watching. You're probably going to get that same exact thing, though, on that new dog movie that just came out. Oh, <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I don't even get into that. <laughs> All right, so uh, I went to the movie theater yesterday. Oh. The, the cinema, if you, you will. You went to see the talkies? I did. Okay, uh, cool. I saw this little tiny movie called uh, Get Out. <clears throat> yeah. Everybody's talking about it, so I don't feel like I need to go super into depth. Yeah, you. But I will. No, don't. No, no. I'm... <laughs> don't. You're 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 gonna have to talk about this and not give a thing away. Directed by Jordan Peele, starring Allison Williams, Daniel Coolio, not Coolio, uh, K L U K A L U U Y A. Kaluya, Kaluya. Point at it. Point at it. Where is it? Right there. I'll call, call, call you a something. Call you a... <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Katherine Keener, who was in uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin. Uh-huh. Uh, this movie's fantastic. Uh, the, the trailers make it look amazing. Now, the movie itself is even <clears throat> more amazing than the trailers make it look. Let me just ask, uh, just right out the right, out, right off the bat, we said that it, when we saw the trailer, we, we got like kind of a Stepford Wives sort of thing from yes, it. Right, is it right. like that at all? Yes, it is. Yeah. It, it actually, uh, Jordan Peele talks about how he wanted to make a very Stepford, Stepford Wives type of movie. Right on. So that's actually not really even all that hidden when he talks about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was great. It, the, the Upon watching the movie, though, the first, when I when the movie was over and the lights were coming up and you, you sit in their theater and you kind of reflect on what you just saw. Mm-hmm. Instead of reflecting on what I saw, I reflected on the fact that I'm a little bit disturbed that this movie exists. Why? And that the only reason this exists is because black people in today's society feel like outsiders. Right. And that really struck a nerve with me. Yeah. And it sucks. Yeah. Like the fact that, that it's 2017 and there is a group of people in supposedly the freest country in the in the world. Mm-hmm. And... People still feel like this on a day-to-day basis. I mean, this is nothing new even to me. I get yeah. that. But, like, it just sucks when you think about it. Like, sometimes I just 
If if this country had a neck, I want to wring it sometimes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that all being said, though, um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a genre flick with super racial overtones. That's that's what this it, it doesn't sugarcoat it. That's what it is, and yeah. it's written from a very specific point of view, and it's and it's an incredible movie. The acting is powerful. The 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 scenarios are scary. Mm-hmm. The uh, the 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 twist or whatever you want to call you know every movie has a twist at the end so to speak. The twist at the end is not what I thought that it was, mm-hmm. which is good. Um, I called some of it the first quarter of the movie after the first twenty five percent of the movie. I had called part of it, but I was really wrong on what it actually was. <laughs> so oh, I, was, really? I was half right. So yeah. it was effective then. It was. It, it takes in the territory <clears throat> you would never expect, but that way, and you could probably never really figure it out either. It's 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 a curveball for sure. Now this um, this movie as of right now. Has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. As of last Tumblr's posting, it took a severe drop. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, It is currently sitting at 99%. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Jordan Peele is finished in Hollywood. (laughs) Um, So so, so to add to this, though, uh, because I don't want to give anything else away. I feel like if I talk about it too much, I have a tendency to spoil things. So I'm not going to do that. That's right. You do. um, Friend of the show, Mr. Vito, Mm -hmm. uh, went to a sneak preak. Sneak preak. Sneak preak. Sneak preak. Sneak preview. Uh, a sneak preview of this movie uh, last week, I believe it was, uh, out in L.A. Now they were in line for the eight o'clock showing, and then there's this lady walking down the walking down the row, mm-hmm. and like, does anybody want to go to the seven thirty showing? Mm-hmm. Nobody's raising their hands, and they're in line for the eight. We and told so- this story last episode. You okay. Know. Did we tell the whole story? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. Well, Basically, okay. well, so for anybody heard, who he didn't hear, he got pulled it. into a, an earlier screening, and there was a Q and A with the whole cast and 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 everything, and then there was an after party, and he got to meet everybody. Let's forget that I'm stupid and didn't remember we talked about yeah. it already. Yep. Um. To add to that, though, one of the things, because now that I had seen it, Mike could actually talk to me about it. Uh-huh. And one of the things that he had told me is there's a scene in the movie, and uh, you see this a little bit in the trailer, so I don't think it's giving anything away, is when he gets. Um, when he's sitting in the chair and he falls down into the chair, yeah. Um, they they uh, in the movie, with the way that he falls into the chair, it's like he's falling in space, mm-hmm. and you see this little like screen of reality that's just falling away from him, mm-hmm. like it's his eyesight, so to speak, right? Yeah. But it's a square, sort of like a screen, and uh, and Jordan Peele told Vito that the reason he did that, and this is Jordan Peele's words, not not mine or Vito's. Yeah. Um, he goes, when black people go to the movie theaters, they yell at the screen. And no matter how loud they yell, I'm paraphrasing, no matter how loud they yell, they can't change anything that's going to happen. They're like, oh, don't go in the door. Yeah. Don't do that. You know, like, <laughs> it's sort of a stereotype. But he goes, but it, black people do that. And he goes, that was sort of his way of... This black guy is falling, and as he sees the screen, he can't control what is do. happening in reality. Really? And that was his inspiration for that scene. I thought that was wow. really that was kind of cool. Yeah, um, that's so very cool. A little insight as to how he thought of uh, of these scenes. So when you see the movie, think of that. You might get a little chuckle. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so yeah, if you if you haven't seen it, see it. Uh, like, again, I'm not going to talk too much about it because I give stuff away. Um, this is the new new leaf for me. Not not talking too much about movies. Um, to uh, yeah, to to finish up here, I did watch one other thing on Shutter and their documentary section. I watched this documentary called "Video Nasties: Moral oh. Panic, Censorship, and Videotape." I've wa- yeah, it's fantastic. It's cool. all about in uh, in the 1980s. 
uh, the British, the UK government put a ban on like 71 or 72 movies that they considered video nasties. And they were like the worst of the worst, supposedly, you know, these, these low budget, just trash flicks and like super violent, gory, like Evil Dead was part of it, Driller Killer, like all these crazy exploitation movies from back in the day. Were these, were these videos fucking nasty? <laughs> fucking nasty. Video nasty. Uh, it's, uh, the interviews with Neil Marshall, which was mm. awesome. Uh, also for Christopher Smith, who did Black Death and Creep. Uh, lots, a lot of, um, amongst other uh, other directors, those are the two big ones that I picked out. But uh, yeah, really good. If you're into documentaries and you like those old 80s, like trash, exploitation, super violent, gory, over-the-top movies. Mm-hmm. Movies. <laughs> movies. Uh, it's, it's a really, really good watch. And I've read a lot about it. Yeah, it's good. There's, a, there's a, a follow-up to it that I plan on watching. Maybe I'll talk about it next week. Okay. Um, but yeah, check it out. Right on. Shudder. Five bucks a month. Can I Get can it. I just tell you something that I <laughs> that I just noticed in my notes? So I I, I was typing up my notes about uh, about Green Room mm-hmm. and Anton Yelkin. Uh, every time I typed his name, my computer would autocorrect it to Yeltsin, as in Boris Yeltsin. Boris Yeltsin. <laughs> I Boris. thought that was kind of weird. Oh, one thing that I forgot to say. This is kind of weird. Uh, so. This movie was released, uh, Green Room was released before Anton, Anton Yelkin died. Okay. But in the DVD version that was released in the United Kingdom, somehow it includes In Memory of Our Dear Friend Anton Yelkin. Yeah, if it was released theatrically and then it's released on video. No, it was released, I think it was It was released on DVD. It was released on video before Anton Yelkin died. Well, clearly that could not have possibly been the they, they printed I, th- the vi- I think it's a conspiracy. They printed the videos, then they killed him. <laughs> Jeez. They, they, There's your conspiracy. They, <laughs> they Apparently they had a remote control car that just came out of gear. I don't know, man. Or something. Sounds like a conspiracy. You're the Listen, conspiracy I theorist. I love conspiracies. That just sounds dumb. <laughs> no, I need you to dig into this for me. All right. Get me some answers. All right. All right. That'll do it for what we've watched this week. And now we're going to move into the tofu. Which is, re- refresh us, James. Uh, our favorite kills and deaths. In <laughs> I had to say it the same way. In our favorite kills. Our favorite kills and, and deaths. Deaths. In horror movies. In horror movies. All right. Why don't you start it off? <laughs> All right. Crap. Did you number yours? Like, yes. actually? Yes. Oh, I didn't rank I to- mine. <laughs> this is what I put up with everybody. Yeah, well. Jesus Christ. So Mike's Mike's will actually be from his, his top 10 from 10 to 1, and mine will just be... Do you want a few minutes to put yours into an, some sort of an order? Mm, yes. No. Yes, he does. We'll kick it off first, Mike, then. All right, fine. Fine, I'll kick it off. So, my number 10 is from a little movie from 2001 uh, that probably nobody has seen. I love it, though, because it has a very memorable scene in it. Mm -hmm. And that is a movie called Cradle of Fear. Have any of you guys ever heard of this before? I've heard of it. This mm-hmm. is the this is the super hyper low budget horror movie starring the members of Cradle of Filth, with the a main antagonist who holds. It's sort of an anthology movie because there's four started, separate tales. I think I started watching this with you. Probably. When did it come out? Uh, Two thousand one. Oh, okay. I think we started watching it when we lived at the harbors. At the harbors, our old apartment building. Yeah. Okay. A- and Maybe. I don't think I ever finished it though uh well so this movie is it's super low budget uh it's sort of an anthology movie because there's four tales and they're held together by danny filth who is the lead singer of cradle of filth Mm -hmm. uh it's held together by his um 
he's like the angel of death, if you will, and he's like the the antagonist. Seems appropriate. The, the scene that I am referring to, though, is where uh, Danny Phil's character, who is only known as the man, uh, is walking down an alley, and he's followed by two dudes. Uh, they catch up to him, they beat him with pipes and stuff, and suddenly Danny Filth reaches up, uh, rips the throat out of one of the guys. However, the, the the cream of the crop in this scene is that he gets to the other guy, takes his fingers, they have some of those like spiky jewelry like fingernails, you know, like a lot of goth people wear. Yeah, like long? Yeah, they're the elongated spiky like f- whole finger cover things. Oh, yeah. I don't well, know what they're well, called. I think it's actually a ring. Is it a ring? Because he wears them all the time. Yeah, yeah. They're they're like full finger rings. Yeah, yeah, like multiple. So he's got a bunch of those on, and and he grabs the guy by the skull, digs his fingers into the top of his skull, and then just pulls it apart. Skull splitter. Skull splitter. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's so it's so gory and it's so like rubber masky. It's awesome, (laughs) but like it's it it, he rips it in half and it's so disgustingly beautiful. And uh, yeah, it's fantastic, and that's that is the 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 kill that takes my number ten spot. Uh, I remember seeing it; I just was in awe. I was like, "Oh my god!" Not only was it like the fa- my favorite band when I was in high school, but it's like this great, amazing death scene. Like it was uh, all encompassing. Mike, okay, so uh, oh, I was hoping you were going to bring this. <laughs> I up. have god. to bring it up. So Mike, Mike has been uh, wanting to see Cradle of Filth. It's a bucket list since like, since he was just a tiny little baby. And <laughs> it's maybe a bit presumptuous. Like but. he actually came out of his mother's womb with uh, with Danny Filth makeup on. As weird it's as corpse, that sounds, cor- corpse paint. It's actually not. It's corpse paint. It's actually. That's actually kind of what babies look like. Anyway. Oh, come on, <laughs> they're all bloody and stuff. Corpse, corpse placenta. <laughs> um, so Mike finally gets the chance to go to a Cradle of Filth show at St. Andrews, St. Andrews uh, Cathedral of all places, right here in Detroit. Is that what it's called, Cathedral? A uh, hall. Hall. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was an old church at one point. It was, in time, yeah. But I don't know why I called it Saint, Saint Andrew. Andrews Hall. I've only just, I've always just known it as Saint Andrews. Uh, it's, it's a pretty well-known place here in Detroit. And so he finally got the chance to go last year. Yeah. He goes with our buddy Trandall. Now, mind you, now mind you, we had tickets to go see them uh, about a year and a half to two years before this. They had to cancel the tour because some of the members of the band couldn't get through customs. Right. And so we had already, and they don't tour in the U.S. very often. No. So this was like the first time it was like, oh my God, we get to go see him. Fuck, they canceled the tour. <laughs> Two years later, oh my God, they're coming. John, we are totally going. I bought the tickets. We went out to dinner. We got food right around the Aww. corner at the greatest burger place in Detroit, Jacoby's. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get the, we get our, our food and John starts to feel a little bit sick. I'm not feeling so good. I hope he doesn't listen to this because we're probably going to shit talk him for the next five minutes. So he leaves the restaurant. I eat my food. I bring his... his. <laughs> uh, I bring his leftovers out to him. He can't eat it. We give it to some nice homeless gentleman on the corner. Mm-hmm. Good deal, right? Figure yeah. we put some good into the universe. Let's, let's get some good back. Sure. Uh, apparently we gave it to Satan because Satan <laughs> just put a whole bunch of shit into our universe. <laughs> Either that or you gave a nice homeless man... Food poisoning. I could have been it, I suppose. It wasn't my food, so <laughs> long why, why sto- am I to be punished? Long story short, they get to the venue. We're inside. We're up in the balcony, which is the greatest place to see a band like that because they're very theatrical live. Right, right. So I don't want to be on the ground level not being able to see everything. I want to see the whole everything. entire show. Yeah. So we see the first band play. Uh, they're kind of... kind of Doesn't matter. Keep yeah, it doesn't matter. So 
we're in the intermission between that band and Cradle of Filth, and then John lays it on me. Dude, I gotta go. And of course, <laughs> I drove. This and I'm too nice of a fucking friend. This just delights me to my core. <laughs> I tried everything. I tried to call someone to maybe. I tried to call you, you and you didn't fucking pick me. up. I'm like, dude, just come pick me up at the end of the night. Um, I couldn't get a hold of anybody. Then I tried to do Uber, but I didn't have any fucking signal, so I couldn't download the Uber app. It was the whole world was against me this night, and and I'm not gonna let my buddy puke his brains out in the in the alley, you know, Why? in Detroit. Why? Just let him do it. Everybody else does it. <sighs> so we left. Come on. And, and that's that. That's Mike's story about no, seeing Cradle of Filth. I, I, I had Avenged Sevenfold tickets. We had a bunch of us going, and I was the driver. And I had the flu with, like, 103 temperature. Yeah. And I had this terrible cough with pneumonia and, like, Ebola and all this stuff at the same time. And who'd you guys see that night? I went and saw an Avenged Sevenfold. Right. So you saw them. I stayed them. there, and uh, some of the part... I sat down. We had a suite, by the way, that you we may sn be, snuck up into. You maybe hallucinated through half of the thing. I sat down in the chair and listened to some of it. And when I was like, all right, I'm finally going to get up, I went out on the balcony and watched some of it. He sat puked back off the balcony into the crowd. Didn't puke. Puked in the toilet in the bathroom. <laughs> Private bathroom. It was very bad so, time. So the moral of the story Private. is my buddy John is a fuck stick. Yeah, John, if you're listening, you're a huge God. pussy. And let's move on. Uh, so, <laughs> what's your number ten, James? Well, uh, to keep it to keep it in the skull splitting region. Yeah. Why sure. don't Why don't we? Sure. Uh, my number ten comes from a a little. <laughs> Mike's actually showing me the ticket stub from the Cradle of Filth concert that he didn't get to see. <laughs> I keep it in my wallet to remind me of better and worse times. <laughs> uh, mine comes from a movie called Hatchet from two thousand six. Ooh. Oh yeah. Ooh, a little film by Adam Green. Uh, All right. This is uh, this is uh, so the killer in this situation, as you may know, is Victor Crowley, played by the immortal Kane Hodder. Kane Hodder, yes. Uh, he so right after he gets done splitting, uh, uh, Richard Reilly. Is that his name? Oh yeah. Right after he gets done <laughs> splitting Richard Reilly in into jump to conclusions, Matt. <laughs> 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 right after he gets done splitting him in half by uh, by way of hatchet, mm -hmm. you know, uh, he runs at his wife Shannon, and and grabs her. Uh, he puts one hand in her her bottom jaw and one hand in her top jaw, and separates them and just is, pulls her skull <laughs> in two, and it's awesome. The effects, I mean, like you know, Adam Green prides himself on using practical effects, mm -hmm. tons of fake blood. And it and it makes for I mean this is this is the bread and butter right here. This is the kind of stuff you want to see. Like CG, you can you know CG's nice and all, but if you want those really good effects, you find some guys who are awesome at doing practical effects, and you let them rip somebody's mm -hmm. jaw open. Robert, and that's why Robert I, Robert Pennegraft, I believe. In yeah, this. Robert Pennegraft, exactly. He's he's a he's a magician, and uh, <laughs> it's just a magic man. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was just brutal. Great special effects, and plus to see... It is one of the craziest kills, honestly. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's oh, it looks nuts. amazing. It and, nuts. And, and to see, you know, to see Kane Hodder back oh. at it, like after, you know... By the way, uh, if you go to the Tumblr, I will be posting videos of every single one of these kills. 
Um, they might not be videos that are embedded. I'm about to put a link because yeah. Tumblr only allows Tumblr, so many. Yeah. So what I'll probably do is do like both of our top three. Sure. Will be the actual videos. The rest of them will just be links. Is right what on. I'm gonna probably do. Yeah. But so you, so actually, if you're listening to this and you haven't gone to the Tumblr yet. I swear to God, it'll be up on time this week. <laughs> but actually, go to that if you have the opportunity to watch. Go to the, go to the Tumblr while we're talking about these because you'll get a lot more out of what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and for you sure. said both of our top three. I have some movies too. Oh shit! There, so hey, oh, hey, shit. hey. <laughs> I, I didn't get a full top ten because I've been moving and unpacking all that this week. But I, but I got some of my favorite that that rang a bell. Well, we're, let's gonna, say, it, let's... we're gonna come to you, and if you have one, you'll say it. Well, I have one actually that relates to what James was saying. It's yeah, just, let's, just, just let's very, very skull splitting. Yeah. And one of you guys might even have this, and mine are in no particular order. I have one that is my top favorite. Uh huh. Um, but I'll save that for last. But the the reverse bear trap and saw. Yeah. Yes. Did you guys have that? That's no. actually that's actually in my honorable mentions because it, let me tell you why. I'm going to tell you why, and then I want to hear. Yeah. Actually, let's hear yours first. I think it's just the the idea of it. Uh, you know, you think of a bear trap, and it you know. Just crunching down and just breaking everything, breaking yeah. a bear's leg, cutting a human's head off if you put it on there. And this is opening a human's head up. It's very elegant. <laughs> and it's just like... It's kind of beautiful, right? It, it is. It's artsy. It's different. It, and it, it was very creative to have that kind of a kill. It's just something different. Oh, yeah. You know? oh, yeah. Um, like you, a, a, you, a normal person wouldn't think of, you know, I'm going to kill this guy with a, a reverse bear trap. That's like saying, I'm going to have a... Killed this guy by giving him a gun that shoots reverse. <laughs> like, that's cool, you know? The bullet starts over here, and then it, it pulls it the backwards. bullet back into yeah. the chamber. <laughs> here's, why, here's why the reverse bear trap, because I... What do you think? We're, we're all huge fans of the Saw series, and uh, we're even yeah. uh, to, a, to a fault, because, you know, some people don't like the, the later entries, but we all love all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the reverse bear trap, to me, is like... The most classic. I think that was probably the f- that was the first poster they ever released. It was. Yeah. Was the uh, the image of um, Shawnee uh, Shawnee Smith? Uh-huh. Is that her name? I believe uh, that was her name. Yeah. Shawnee Smith with the reverse bear trap on her face, and it looks so creepy. It's kind of iconic now. You see it's, that? It is and very that's iconic, and it, and it looks and it looks just like it's just an intimidating intimidating contraption. The thing is, the thing is. I always kind of like the mystery of it because in the first Saw movie, she gets it off. Mm-hmm. She gets the bear, the reverse bear trap off of her head, so you never actually see it work. You see it happen on a on a styrofoam head yeah. in one of the other installments, but you never see it happen on Shawnee Smith. You do see it happen later in the later in the series, and. When I saw it happen in the series, when I saw it actually kill someone, mm-hmm. I kind of, I was left thinking, I wish I had never seen that happen. Because it was almost like the, the mystery of it was more scary than the that reality of it. it you know what I mean? Because when they show it happen on the styrofoam head, it fucking just destroys the head. When it happens to the actual person, which we <laughs> we should have probably said... In this in this episode, obviously, there's oh, a ton there of spoilers. To, tons to be, of spoilers. Yeah. When you actually see it happen, it, it, it's I don't think it's not quite as satisfying as I wanted it to be. What do you think? It, it's it's kind of would it be kind of like knowing like the fear of the boogeyman, and you're like always afraid of the boogeyman, and then you realize that the boogeyman was just 
uh, uh, something that your parents are trying to scare you with, go to bed and stay in bed or, or whatever. If, it, if that's what it was, like it, the fear right. isn't there anymore. The, because the mystery, the mystery, of the it. mystery is more frightening than the reality right. of it. Yeah. Not to say that it wasn't brutal. Like when it actually happens. Oh yeah. It's pretty. It's but, pretty. But I think, like the, the I, tongue. I think that the you guys are just... selling really short the fact that it ripped somebody's head in half. Well, it didn't. <laughs> it was though. a skull splitter. It didn't though. It just it just like ripped the bottom jaw off. Okay, fine. And it then ripped the... it in three quarters to one quarter. And then the tongue. <laughs> and then the tongue was just left yeah, flapping but, in the room. Right, but the idea of knowing all the craziness that goes on in the Saw movies and knowing that was something that could be used and not seeing it used. Right away, right. Not that's what and I like. Wondering right? when's it gonna happen? Exactly. When's it gonna happen? You what? knew that it had to happen eventually. Like they, like that's kind of what audiences wanted to see. They're like, man, we never got to see the reverse bear trap work. So we, you know, they knew they had to put it in there right. at some point. So it, I'm glad that they did. But I personally like the mystery a little more. You know what I mean? Fair enough. It, it's funny you mention you mentioned the tongue wagging in yeah. the bear trap, and what you didn't mention is when in, when Victor Crowley rips the the woman's head apart, though uh-huh. her tongue is just sticking up and kind of wagging, <laughs> yeah. and it reminds me of the tongue from Gina Davis and Beetlejuice, how it's just sticking out of her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it just reminds me of that tongue for some reason. <laughs> All right, uh, so moving on to number nine. I didn't mean to ruin yours, by the way. No, it's good. Cool. I, I love to it? hear your insight. Of it. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, What'd number nine. What'd well, just just, a, I, just the fact that I said the mystery was more frightening than the reality. I, I think that's cool. I didn't get deep in depth with as far as like what uh you know my descriptions of, of yeah. why. Like I said, very short on time this week with the, yeah. with, the, with the moves, but uh, but I do have a handful of movies that uh, that I love some death scenes. In. Ironically, yeah, sure. your number uh, Justin's number one is going to be how he kills you at the end of the night. Oh, ironic. Ah, oh, did I give it away? Gosh, Spoilers, shit. guys. Damn no, it. don't. <laughs> okay, moving on to number nine. Uh, I have I have to put a horror comedy in my list somewhere mm-hmm. because it's me. I think I have so. One. My number nine is from Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh yeah, and this That's is a great movie. By the <laughs> and way, and this is the catapult into the wood chipper scene. <laughs> ah. <laughs> it's one of my favorite scenes of somebody dying. Ever. Yeah. Uh, it, it's so good. Here's the setup. Uh, Tucker, played by Alan Tudyk. Uh, Tucker and Dale own this cabin in, in the... It sounded like you said Alan Tugdick. <laughs> Tugdick. Just uh, tugging dicks. Tugdick. Tugdick. Um, so Tucker and Dale, uh, they have this cabin in the woods, and they're trying to clean it up. They're a bunch of nice little southern boys, you know? They're trying to clean up the property and make it look nice. And this group of teenagers who are camping in the woods... Uh, or vacationing down there seem to think that Tucker and Dale are killers. It's almost and- <laughs> like they they think like they think they're in a horror yes, movie. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but they're not. And these these kids keep putting themselves in perilous situations that backfire all the time. One of them being uh, Tucker is out there using a wood chipper to clear away the brush and debris from around the cabin, and he goes to bend over to grab a piece of wood. And one of the kids tries to kill him from the back and as Tucker bends over the kid just jumps over Tucker head first <laughs> straight into the wood chipper mother Tucker it's the, the, the reaction the best part is Tucker oh god and he tries to grab him he tries to pull him out and he's struggling and there's blood going everywhere and then finally like he's clearly dead and Tucker just looks down and goes are you okay? <laughs> hey man, you okay? <laughs> I, love uh, I love it so much. <laughs> and then it's and the the sheriff shows up shortly after, and they're and they're they're, uh, they're carrying the lower half of this kid, and they're like, these kids just came on our land, and started killing themselves, man. Oh yes. If you've never seen Tucker and Dale versus Evil. 
do yourself a favor and like watch it like right now. It's pause on, the it's episode. On Netflix. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Pause the episode and go watch it. It is one of the funniest horror comedies you will ever see. Yeah. So good. I think we went into it not like when we watched it, we didn't know much I'm about it. I'm crying right now. I'm we didn't we didn't know what to expect from it. And uh, we were just like, oh, this, this movie's going to be stupid. And then the guy ate a sandwich and Mike continued laughing. <laughs> this guy ate a sandwich. Watch it. Mike cries when he just uh, even so good. laughs at the <laughs> the dumbest thing. So don't take right. that too much What's to your number nine? <laughs> um, uh, I lost it. Hold on. Ah, shit. Uh, oh, there it is. Okay. My, my number nine. Is from uh, a Wes Craven picture Ooh. called Deadly Friend. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I think you know where I'm going with this. This is on my honorable mentions. Um, there is a scene. Uh, there is a scene where an old woman, uh, played by Anne Ramsey, mm-hmm. who you might know from Goonies and uh, uh, what was that other one? Uh, not Throw Mama from the. Was it Throw Mama from the Train? I. I've never seen that movie, so uh, if it she, is, I can't she help was, you. She was the old lady wearing the beret in, in Goonies. <laughs> yeah. Um, she plays a character called Elvira Parker. She's an old lady, a little bit paranoid, you know, always calls the cops when there's things. Everybody knows that neighbor, somebody who just calls the cops at the drop of a in hat. In my neighborhood, her name was literally Miss Nosy. Seriously? Well, that was our name that we gave oh. her. But I was like, oh, <laughs> Miss Nosy's coming. Miss Nosy's coming again. <laughs> so uh, she sees uh, the character of Samantha Pringle. Who is, is is apparently dead, uh, according or as far as she knows, played by Christy Swanson, and uh, she calls the cops. The uh, cops say they'll be on their way, which they're not going to because they know that uh, that Miss Parker is a nut job. So she gets out her she gets out her side by side shotgun, hey. and she's she's ready to go find these punk kids who are messing with her her yard because she hears them break into her house, and. Uh, <laughs> She a basketball comes bouncing into the room from nowhere. So now she's freaked out. She's like looking in rooms and stuff like that. She turns around and there's Christy Swanson looking all dead and also still pretty beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they wrestle a little bit. Uh she she gets pushed against the wall and then she turns around just in time to see Christy Swanson grabbing the basketball. Christy Swanson then throws the basketball directly at her head. And her head just explodes. That's what happens with basketballs. <laughs> and then, and it's then, the, so good. and then the best part is after her head explodes, she runs around for like another ten seconds. And like it's a, the like worst a chicken with her head cut off. It is. It's the worst looking thing because you can tell it's just an actor. Like she's now, you know, her shoulders are built up. Yeah, above her, her, head. her shoulders are way up above her head, and she's just running around like a, <laughs> like you said, like a chicken with her head cut off. Runs around for about ten seconds, finally falls to the floor. End scene. And uh, that's it's so good. That's my number it's nine. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> it is. It's really, really ridiculous and awesome. You got one? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I can throw one out there. All right. Um, so this was maybe not so much a horror movie, but a favorite kill of mine. Um, huge Dexter fan. Oh, yeah, there's, 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 this is horror. This is horror. Okay. That. Yeah. Okay. TV show, yep, but it's horror. Yep. Uh, lots of kills in there. If you've seen the show, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the opening kill always stuck out in my mind. Oh, which um, one was the first one? Remind me. I haven't watched uh, it. There was since a guy, his name was, I had, I had to relook up his name, but his name was Mike Donovan. Okay. And this guy, what he did wrong, he killed and raped uh, young kids. Mm. Yep. And oh, was he, it, he, he was a priest, right? A priest yeah. or a, yeah. a 
uh, music leader or something like that, a choir leader. And so in the opening scene, you see uh, Dexter hides out, like, I guess, inside his um, inside his car. And he grabs that wire around his neck and strangles him and tells him to drive. And then he has the, the bodies of the young children dug up and around the room. And then yeah, he's exhumed and then kills the bodies. The room. And, like, yep. and that was just so I- iconic and drilled into my memory of Dexter in the back seat and just reaching that wire over his neck and just, yeah, you motherfucker. Oh. Which it's so good. Which uh, the 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 idea of having a garrot wire around your neck, not not enough to kill you, but just enough to like make you uncomfortable. It's this, like, this is sound rude. I would, this is I would sound, almost I would almost rather them just pull it and just get it this over. This with. sounds super morbid. Yeah. But have you ever taken a wire and wrapped it around your neck just to just to see what it would feel like? Uh, only when I jerk off. Oh. <laughs> Well, David Carradine style. Oh, yeah. Mr. Carradine. Sorry, that was that was a bad joke. Um, no, have you ever done that though? No, I have. Why would I do that? Why would I do off? Or are you talking about <laughs> wires? <laughs> why would, I, I'm, why would I'm, any I'm an normal avid, person do that? I'm an avid kayak fisherman, so I'm around fishing wire a lot, <laughs> <laughs> and and fishing line or whatever. No, no, there, there. I, I remember there was one time though. I just watched a movie where it happened Strangling that I was I was restricting. <laughs> Restringing my my pole. <laughs> yeah, you were. <laughs> uh, this doesn't get better. Uh, this right. just doesn't get better. Point is, point is, <laughs> point. I had ju- just seen something <laughs> like that. I had the fishing line in my hands. So I wonder what that would actually feel like. And I barely tugged on it, and it was one of the most... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We're going to well, edit this so well, it just no, makes it sound like you were no. jerking off. You don't need to edit it. <laughs> All right, so you were barely I, tugging on it. <laughs> I barely tightened it. And like it was one of the most uncomfortable things ever. And it made me realize though that's one of the worst ways to die though. Is to be strangled by like a tiny piece of wire. I believe it. That would be the absolute worst. <laughs> yeah, it would suck. Yeah. Because it's so small it goes in through the like like even the, the, the skin the and fat of your neck and the, it's like the crevices of your esophagus. Like it just it digs its it, way in. It's so tight where you can't get your fingers behind it that even that that indent it makes would be so tiny you can't get your finger inside there. Have you ever seen the movie I I I uh I I guess I could just put this on my honorable mentions. Have you ever seen the movie The Counselor? Yes, I think so. There's a I, real quick, there's a scene where they use this thing called a uh uh bandolito, I think it's called. And it's this thing. It's 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 a. It sounds like something that I would order at Taco Bell. <laughs> the bandolito. Uh, it's a it's a wire. It's like this really strong wire, and it's it's strung through this little uh, box that has a motor on it, and you get to see it actually in action at the end of the movie on Brad Pitt, and basically somebody runs up ar- behind somebody else and they put it around their neck real quick and then they tug on the wire and then as soon as they tug on that wire. Starts the, cranking it. Yeah, it starts cranking the wire, and it's like it's um, it's got a motor that just can't be stopped by anything, and it essentially gets tighter and tighter and tighter until it just decapitates you. Huh. Oh, and it, have you seen the counselor? No. It was pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I would suggest watching it. All right, all right. I, it, that scene, anyway. I don't know if you. The movie is meh, whatever. But uh, that scene's cool. Anyway, so uh, let's move on to number eight because right. this is going to so, take forever. Yeah, uh, let, let's not start getting on tangents here. Yeah. Uh, all right, so number eight is from a movie called The Hitcher. Okay. Have you ever seen The Hitcher before? Um, There's two of them. There's a remake in 2007, I believe, and the, the original was 85, I believe. Who was in the 
the remake original that, was it Sean, Sean Bean, Bean was yeah. the hitcher in the remake. The original hitcher was Rucker Hauer. Oh, okay. So, and this scene is in both. However, uh, the remake does it better because the remake actually shows it. In the original, it's all left to the imagination. Yeah. Which, which honestly. It's up to for debate which one's better because sometimes your imagination is way more gruesome than what they could show. Yeah. Uh, but I gotta be honest with you, the, the remake really does it pretty good. <laughs> uh, and so here's the scene. Uh, the scene is that the hitcher uh, kidnaps a girl and basically strings her up between two semi trucks or between the semi truck and the semi trailer. Yeah. Her hands above her head on one side, her feet attached to the other side. He's got his foot on the clutch. It's break, that's the the brake essentially, and then one of the other main characters. Well, no, I mean there's a brake and a clutch. I don't drive a stick, <laughs> so whatever. It, it, whatever, there's whatever. There's still a brake in the. Yeah, stick she's on the brake. Whatever. Okay. So he's got his foot in the brake, and uh, he's in the front seat, and the character, uh, one of the other main characters, comes in to try to stop him, and he has this big long monologue. It's like pick up the gun. Put it into my forehead. Yeah, right there, right there. Now pull the trigger. Just kill me. And the guy wants to kill him, but he realizes the hitcher is saying that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got the gun to his forehead, mm-hmm. and the guy. But the but the other character, I can't think of his name. I'm sorry, but like, uh, he realizes if he kills him, then he's gonna die, and his foot's gonna come off the brake, and the girl's gonna die. So it's a lose lose situation. You're gonna kill him, but the girl's gonna die, or you let him live, and you don't know what he's gonna do. Or you or you shoot him and then quick press the brake with your hand. Well, the way it was set then, up, the way it was set up, the second in. he lifts it off, though she was already pretty taut, so uh. <laughs> uh, so he ends up not shooting him, and so Sean Bean or Rucker Howard, in either case, mm-hmm. uh, takes the gun away from him and goes, "Well, well, you know," he says something like, "That's too bad," and he lets his foot off the brake and goes and splits the girl in half, <laughs> like, and like I said, in. In the remake, it's or I'm sorry. In the original, it's a girl. In the remake, it's a guy. Mm-hmm. And in the remake, though, they actually show it, and he, they just he splits straight in half, and it's it is gnarly. I remember the first time that I saw it, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like that guy was one. Now he's two. <laughs> when to become one? Or no, the other yeah, way that around. Work. That doesn't work. <laughs> um, I think they did a. Didn't they do a similar scene in uh, Joyride? They might have. I haven't seen Joyride since um, it came out, and I, it's. I think that they did something similar in that. Well, I can't regardless, remember. the Hitcher was the one that stuck with me. Though I remember seeing that, I'm like, oh my! Because I saw the original before I saw, or the remake before I saw the original. Uh-huh. So I remember that I first saw that. I'm like, oh god! Like I'm, it was one of the things. Where I was like, oh, oh shit! <laughs> that just happened. <laughs> it was. It was a great memory for me. So that's <clears throat> that is my number eight. Uh, my number eight comes from a movie called High Tension in 2003. Ooh, nice. Or. Hot tension. Hot tension. If you're French, I think that's hot, how you say it. Hot tension hot is also ten- a porno in the in the U.S. market. <laughs> hot tension. <laughs> no, uh, this one is so. Uh, the killer, aka Le Tour, which is French for the killer, uh, he comes running out of the woods with this giant, which we we discussed last week. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a a tool for cutting cement. Yep. Cement slabs or whatever. And uh, uh, the, 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 the main character, uh, the main protagonist, she's running away from him, running through the woods. She runs out into the road, kind of gets in front of a car trying to wave it down. The car ends up going off the road, kind of ends up in the ditch. So she jumps in the back seat and tells this guy, go, go, go. And, and, and he's just, this is frustrating as hell. When somebody jumps in your 
back seat and and they're in distress and they say go get away yeah what would you do and <laughs> and and they obviously have gone through some shit like you just go you know just get out of there but he's I like be, i would be confused but like, wait 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 what what is going on tell me but that's why, why am i going but that's why you die <laughs> Exactly. That's I why you're the person that would die because if somebody jumped in my back seat, back seat, and if they don't seem like a, a crazy killer, and they say go, I'm gone. You know, because sure. they're probably being tailed by a crazy killer. And in this case, she was being tailed by a crazy killer, and the guy doesn't go fast enough. So, <laughs> the uh, Latour he comes running out of the woods with this giant saw, and uh, and jumps up. Uh, on the back of the car, walks over the roof, and then comes up, come, come like stands on the hood of the car, and bashes this thing through the windshield, and starts sawing this dude. And the and the worst part about the whole thing is, the saw is so big that it will only reach so far into the car. Mm-hmm. So the guy is like in his front seat, like trying to push himself back as far as he possibly can, but the saw is just barely touching his chest. Yep. yep. So it's just like slowly slowly like just just like demolishing his rib cage and there's blood spraying all over the car and the main character is still in the back seat so she's screaming and there's blood spraying all over her mm-hmm. brutal scene mm-hmm. i thought it was awesome it was it was it, <laughs> plus i never you know like you see all different kinds of weapons i had never seen a weapon like that used in a movie yeah, so that i, was, I thought that was it was definitely really cool you've seen unique. saws and chainsaws and stuff like that but this just this giant cement saw is scarier than any of those it's really scary yeah, yeah. that huge round it's spinning the way blade that you were describing it where it's only cutting part of his chest too at least but at, a, at a masonry saw is that what you could yeah, probably a yeah. Masonry saw, yeah it reminds me of in the saw series there's that pendulum and it's just slicing layers of yeah, his skin away exactly. it's not on my list but crazy yeah. right crazy nonetheless uh, so what do you got for number seven? So number seven uh, <laughs> comes from Saw Three. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, and this is the rack from Saw Three. Oh, yeah, it's classic. I so one of our rules. This is was, a lot of a lot of people. This is their favorite yeah, Saw trap of all time. One of our one of our rules is we can only pick one per franchise, and that's really difficult when you are a Saw fan. Right. I wanted to pick the hypodermic needle scene. But because she doesn't actually die. She doesn't die in it though. Right. Like that scene gives me the GBs like no other. Yeah. I rewatched it today and it still did it. Like I've seen <laughs> it a thousand times. When she like when she starts to lose her mind. Because oh. at first no, she's just kind of gingerly. That part doesn't bother me at all. What bothers me is when the dude picks her up and throws her into the pit. Because she doesn't want to go in. <laughs> her reaction too, once she hits those yeah, needles, is so oh. uh, genuine. Shawnee Smith did an awesome job yeah. in that part. But that's not the scene we're talking yeah. about. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. So the rack from Saw Three. This is when uh, Tim, played by Mumfo Keho. Oh wow! There you I go. don't know how to say his name. His first name is M P H O, and last name K O A H O. Point it out. You keep you keep saying things that I uh, maybe it's maybe the M silent. Maybe is it Fo Koho? Yeah, it might be Fo Kuaho. Fo Kuaho. It sounds Hawaiian. I don't know. It kind of does. Uh, like regardless of which, he is strapped to the rack, which is like a cross-like device. Mm-hmm. And his both, all of his hands, his neck, and his legs are attached to these cross things that start twisting. Mm-hmm. And essentially, every Ugh. there's your drink. Um, essentially. What? I, keep, I always say every episode you can turn this into a drinking game because I say essentially about a thousand <laughs> times per episode. Um, so what happens, essentially, is that... <laughs> 
limb by limb, they start to twist, oh. and his bones pop out of the skin. Uh. They explode under the pressure. His leg is the worst. Like mm-hmm. his leg twists, and like literally the sp- the bone just splinters yeah. into a compound outside. Of- oh, <laughs> it's the worst. This is probably out of all the saw. Uh, Traps. This one is probably the slowest too. Yeah, that's why I think it's, it's the worst. Agonizing. That's slow. exactly <laughs> it, and it's so brutal. Uh, and the worst part about it is that the guy that's in the room with him um, is the man who Tim, who was on the cross, the on the rack or whatever. Yeah. Tim killed this guy's son, and so the guy. No, does, I mean not on purpose. It was well, a, whatever. It was a His hit, son hit, died because of. Yeah, because he's of this a guy. drunk driver that hit him. And at the by the and at the beginning of the scene, the the father just is letting it happen because right. he's wanted to kill this guy's entire life. And by the end of the scene, he's like clutching him, saying that he's sorry, while Tim's head is just click oh. by click <laughs> being twisted backwards, and eventually it twists all the way around. It's so brutal. Oh, the performance <laughs> by that by Fokuaho. That's <laughs> how you say his name. Yeah. It, the it was a pretty oh, it was a crazy it was a pretty believable Tears, performance. Tears like streaming oh, down yeah, his face. Geez. It was brutal, oh, so man. brutal. Probably like I said, probably my favorite, not my favorite saw trap because like I said, the hypodermic needle one's the favorite trap, but mm-hmm. no one dies in that one. Right. As far as the kills go, man, this one. Oof. Yeah. Oof. I remember seeing that for the first time and just sitting there with my mouth agape in the movie theater, just like what? Yep. Why? Like you said, it's so slow. Oh, jeez. Oh. And uh, the the actual the original concept for that I heard was uh, they wanted him to still be in that like kind of crucifix sort of position, but they wanted it to be a a box like he would slowly be folded into a box. Oh God. Which would be equally as horrifying. Sure. But then they thought like to make it easier because that would be kind of a hard thing to pull off. Sure, sure. Plus so to make it easier, it, they went closed. with yeah. So I don't know. That's uh, that's yeah. That's a great one. Uh, was that your number? That was seven. That was number seven. What do you got? All right. Uh, for number seven, I'm gonna go with uh, a movie called Dream Home. Have you ever heard of I've it? I've never heard of this. It is. Uh, Please tell me all about Dream Home. It's a it's a movie out of Japan, and it's about this woman who <laughs> she she has this dream of buying this this swanky flat overlooking this bay. And uh, this movie's on Shutter. If you, they just put it on Shutter. I, I think just recently. If okay. you, if you want to watch it, I saw it a long time ago. But uh, she has this dream of buying this flat overlooking this bay because she always told her parents that she was gonna buy them this like nice swanky flat. But she could just never get her finances together and and everything. And so uh, her mom dies. So then she tells her father. I'm going to get you this flat no matter what. But then he ends up getting sick and there's all these insurance problems and she just doesn't have the money. So then he dies. She actually kind of lets him die, unfortunately. And then uh, she gets the uh, insurance money Mm -hmm. and she finally has what she thinks is enough to go and buy this flat. But then... The uh, dream house. I can't remember exactly how this goes, but it, it it ends up happening to where she... Like the the price goes up on the flat, so she just goes into a frenzy. It's it's funny because it's like it's the most ridiculous premise for her to start like killing people. But <laughs> you she's raise just, the price on my house. <laughs> she's just mad that she can't get this flat, so she goes into this apartment building and just starts decimating everybody. Oh jeez! And some of the kills in this movie are so brutal. Like I, some of the shit I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Like she, 
one of the like she kills a pregnant woman at one point Jesus. in a pretty vicious way like she puts a bag over her head and it's like one of those you know those bags that you can put the vacuum on mm-hmm. and, it, and it'll vacuum seal your uh, clothes or whatever sure. for storage she puts one over the chick's head and <laughs> but the kill that i like in this movie she goes into this apartment she kills one guy by jabbing him in the throat with a bong and then the 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 bottom of the bong fills with blood does she smoke it? She go no. <laughs> she goes <laughs> into this. Amazing. She goes into this room where two people are having sex, and she stabs the dude, and then she takes the knife and she goes like this. Or you can't see what I'm <laughs> doing. She like she waves the knife <laughs> to spray blood on the chick's back, so the girl just the girl thinks that he just finished, you know. Oh, and then come she on. she turns over and she realizes the guy's dead, and then she starts trying to get away from this chick, and she ends up underneath the bed. And the girl throws the mattress off the bed, and it's it's not a box spring; it's just like wooden yep, slats. Yep. And so she's trying to stab her through the wooden slats, and then she ends up. Uh, I think one of the slats breaks, and then she ends up taking the slat, and she just goes like this, and and jams the slat through the other wooden slats, mm-hmm. and it goes right into the chick's mouth. Oh God! <laughs> and you just you, and then after that, the shot that you see is just that slat coming up through the other wooden parts, and it's just knocking against the other ones, like oh god, until it just slows down and comes to a stop. So you know you think she's dead. The cops show up; they don't know what's going on, and then a whole bunch of stuff happens. Turns out this chick's not dead. She comes running out and tries to stab the antagonist. With this two, with this slat still sticking out of her mouth, and then some other stuff happens, which I won't give too much away. She ends up falling forward, and the slat just goes all the way through her mouth, yeah. out the back of her oh, head. God. Oh, God. <laughs> this way, dude, get on Shutter like, tomorrow and watch this movie. It's I feel brutal. Like I need to, yeah. It's, it's apparently, yeah. like, a social commentary on the, on the, like, competitive housing of Hong Kong or something. I, or, or not, not social commentary. I wish America's problems were the competitive housing. Not, not social commentary as much as it is uh, um, satire, mm-hmm. but it's it's ridiculous, dude. It's Jeez. a crazy movie. Anyway, yeah, Dream Home from uh, 2010. Check that one out. All right, so that brings us to what number six here? Uh, yeah. So no, my number six is a pretty famous scene, actually. Okay. Uh, this is from Day of the Dead, George Romero's third zombie epic. Right on. Uh, this is the full disembowelment scene of Captain Rhodes, nice. which I think most people have seen. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, again, go to the Tumblr. If you're a horror fan, you'll know what I'm talking we, about. We rewatched it right before we um, came on because so it's that good. Captain Rhodes is on the run from Bub. Bub is the zombie that has been kept in captivity who is taking on sort of human traits. He's stor- sort of getting smart, the precursor to the main zombie in Land of the Dead, mm-hmm. sort of. Um, so Bub, Bub, Bub is the one that puts on the headphones at yes. one point, right? Yep, yep. So Bub learns how to use a gun, uh-huh. and this is after this is towards the end of the film when the compound is being sort of overrun by the zombies or whatever. And Captain Rhodes is on the run from Bub after Bub shoots him, mm-hmm. and so he's trying to scurry away. He's getting away, and then finally he opens a door, and there's a horde of zombies right there, <laughs> and he gets taken to the ground, and. The, all the zombies, they come around him and they start just ripping his flesh off. They rip his whole bottom half off of him. And it's some of the craziest blood and guts you'll ever see. Reason being is that those were real 
animal guts they use in that in that really? scene. The best part about mm. that scene, those animal guts had been sitting around for a long time oh. and they were rotten. <laughs> and so when they did this, I remember it was was it Savini? I forget who the makeup artist was. It was either Savini or Nicotero, maybe. One of the two. But they were talking about how when they did this, everybody basically wanted to gag because of the smell was so disgusting because it was rotten animal entrails they used. And, uh, but, they, but they did the scene, and it was effective as all hell. And the best part about it is that as Captain Rhodes is being disemboweled by all these zombies, mm-hmm. he's just screaming, Choke on it! Choke on it! <laughs> to the zombie. And it's epic, and it's so good. And the reason it's my number six is, is the, the pure visual of it because it's beautiful. It's not like fake like you know latex innards it's real innards i never knew that that it was real animal entrails so disgusting and so (laughs) iconic and and i love that scene Uh, so much and day of the dead is also my favorite romero movie right at least my favorite of the dead movies might actually be my favorite romero movie too but the jury's out on that so uh all right what number was that that was six six let me see what i got for six all right uh, my six comes from a classic. Okay. If you consider this a classic, I do. It's uh, Child's Play. Oh, yeah. Number two. Child's Play 2. Oh, okay. Uh, I called this one the Pump You Up, Beat You Down. <laughs> <laughs> you took the liberty of naming it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, this one, uh, so Chucky is uh, is hiding in a closet in mm-hmm. a classroom. And Miss Kettlewell, do you remember her? I do. She, uh, I... Why the hell can't I remember? I, I think she had just gotten uh, Andy in trouble because she said he was being like a little shit in class mm-hmm. or something like that. So she comes back into the classroom. Class is over. Uh, class is empty. She goes uh, looking in the closet because she hears a noise and she thinks that she thinks it's Andy in there being a little shit again. And so she's looking around. Little you little shit. <laughs> and so she's looking around. This this episode to me, even to this day, even though I know or episode, episode not episode. I was, sorry. I was gonna say like, is this a TV yeah, show? Yeah, no, sorry, like, not uh, this this scene. Even to this day, even though I know exactly when it's gonna happen, it's still very tense. Cause she's she's in the closet, she's looking around, and this, I don't know if my fear of being in closets of in walking closets came before or after I watched this movie. I'm gonna say probably after, mm-hmm. but it's just that idea of. There's really tons of places to hide in a closet if oh, you're sure. small enough. I used to hide in closets all the time when I was younger. I had I had an attic hatch in my closet. Oh yeah, it's and I and I undid the floorboards in my attic so that I could crawl up there Ooh. at any point in time. You're a creeper. I was great. Just crawling around <laughs> in your attic. So she's look she's looking around and she and 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 she uh, she thinks it's Andy, and then a couple things happen that startle her, and then all of a sudden she goes to open some of the coats. And Chucky pops out, and he's got a uh, um, a pump, like a basketball pump, and he stabs <laughs> it into her chest, yeah. and she screams, and then you see him go, and he like hits the pump so that it pumps. It up. It, well, he just does it once, like like pumps air into her, which I'm pretty sure would actually kill you right away. Sure, sure it would. But, air in your bloodstream would kill you right, right away. Right, but in this movie, it doesn't kill her right away. She's obviously very hurt, so she like stumbles out of the closet, and. Uh, and uh, and then he jumps down and he grabs a ruler, delivers a classic Chucky line, Brad Dourif. I, as far as like as far as characters with uh, with voice actors go, Chucky's the best. 
Brad, I Brad, agree. Brad Dourif is the best. It's if if they ever try to make a Chucky movie without him, I'm not I'm not gonna see it. Uh, I don't know. So, I don't know. Why? Bates in Zootopia, pretty fantastic. Bateman, you mean? Bateman. <laughs> yep. I was thinking horror movie Bates. Bateman. <laughs> Fuck that up. <laughs> so he so he comes walking at her. He, he delivers the line. You've been very naughty, Mrs. Kettlewell. <laughs> and he's doing the thing where he like slaps in his hand, you know, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's getting ready. And then he just pummels her with a ruler, with a yardstick. Jesus. Beats a woman to death with a yardstick. That's a bad way to go. Because um, a yardstick is not very heavy. It would take quite nun, a lot of beating. Nuns used to do that in Catholic school all the time. Though. They didn't kill the children, though. Did they? <laughs> or did they? <laughs> you know what else I noticed? Watching this scene, because I rewatched it. I just wanted to rewatch the scene for the episode. Mm-hmm. The school, I want to check this out. The school that they they cut to a, to an exterior shot of the school after you see him beating her. Sure. I'm 90% certain that it's the same school from Cooties. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh. I'll show you when we get a when we get a second here if okay. we take a if we take if a break. If it is, but I'll I'm, put it on the Tumblr. That's absolutely right. So uh, anyway, yeah, that's my number six. What do All you right. got? So number five, my number five is from little independent movie. We've only talked about it a handful of times on the show. <laughs> uh, movie called Intruder. Yeah. Little low budget Scott Spiegel movie. Okay. Uh, it has one of my favorite scenes in it now. The, the the irony of me loving this scene is that this scene was not a part of the, not theatrical release, but the rated R release. Because mm-hmm. this movie was cut severely, no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the scene I'm talking about is the iconic meat slicer scene, or bandsaw, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is the scene where the, uh, the killer is lurking around in the back of the store. And uh, he takes one of the one of the employees, starts the bandsaw that is used to section off the giant cuts of meat. Like if you get like a, a full like leg of cow, yeah, <laughs> and you, you use the bandsaw to cut the different sections of meat out or whatever. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so the killer puts uh, a guy's head directly through the middle of a bandsaw, <laughs> and it is one of the craziest like like low budget scenes ever. Uh, effects by Greg Nicotero. Mm-hmm. Uh, which were almost all cut out of the final film. Almost all of Nicotero's work was gone. Really? Out of the final rated film. Why? Because of the violence. Oh. They cut it that much. It was that severely cut. That sucks. And this was the most iconic scene of them all. And it's it's pretty epic. If you've never seen it, look it up online. It's on YouTube. It's it's a treat if you're into that kind of stuff. Um, but that's my that's my number five because it's awesome. I wish I had more to add to it. It's just it's a head and a meat slicer. It's a it's a damn good scene. Cut it straight in half. The blood sh- everywhere. And and the the stuff just starts spilling out onto the floor and stuff. Guys just dead as shit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine so. <laughs> that would be a hell of a way to go. Because yeah. that's a slow death. Yeah. I mean, slow in the moment. It's He's like... screaming for about half of it. <laughs> the other half, I think, is more for the killers. <laughs> oh gosh. Um. Yeah. So uh, my number five. I'm actually going to... I put this one in number five specifically because it's the fifth installment of the franchise. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Is it Final Destination Part (laughs) 2? Shut up. (laughs) No. uh, You could... If you actually made a real guess, you probably could guess this one. It's It's the first... It's the first kill that I ever remember seeing as a... As a youngster. Uh... 
and I talked about it in our first episode. Ooh. It's the it's it's the very first thing that I ever remember seeing on television. I don't know why it was on TV, but uh, it comes from Friday the Thirteenth: A New Beginning. Oh, I know exactly what you're which, talking about. Which you know, not the most popular Friday because it's not even Jason Voorhees; it's Roy Burns, the imposter Jason. But the it's the worst of the Jasons. The worst. Well, there's only yeah. <laughs> I, I, I remember this, but this isn't this isn't even one of my favorite Jason kills, but it's my most memorable because it's the first one I ever saw. And like I said in our first episode, I I saw this and it stuck with me and I never knew what it was from. Mm-hmm. And then years later, years down the road, once I got into horror movies, I finally was watching the Friday franchise and I came across it. I was like, holy shit, there it is. And it's the leather strap around the eyes scene crazy uh eddie from from the movie is is out in the uh out in the woods having a nice little time with his uh with his lady friend and she goes having a nice fuck having (laughs) 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 sure uh (laughs) and he he runs off into the woods to take a piss or something and uh and she stays uh sleeping on a blanket in the middle of the woods jason comes and uh Kind of in the style of Cropsy, uses some some hedge clippers to murder her through the eyes. Oh, which is you know pretty gnarly in I thought, itself. I thought, I thought you were referring to your comment from last week using the hedge clippers. What? Well, uh, what? Anything as a dildo. <laughs> <laughs> if you're, you're brave, brave enough. enough. <laughs> uh, um, and then and right so right now somewhere my roommate is going oh oh. oh. <laughs> And so Eddie returns to find his his girl has been brutally murdered, and he's kind of like backing away in fear, and he backs up against a tree, and all of a sudden you see this leather strap come flying around the tree, and it it wraps right perfectly around his eyes, Ninja Turtle style. Ninja Turtle style, I guess. And then you see, and and, and this strap, I I can't remember. Where did it's he get belt. this strap? What, Isn't it's, it a belt? It's not a belt, though, because it's got metal loops on both sides. Because he mm-hmm. puts a big stick through you're both right, of the right. loops. And then Jason just starts... Perhaps Jason... Maybe, not maybe, Jason, perhaps, but Roy. Perhaps Roy was a leathersmith in his day. Perhaps, yeah. Yeah. Or or maybe he rode a horse and it was like the... Uh, <laughs> J- Jason on a horse. Oh, my God. Yeah. Let me write Friday 13. Somebody call Please. Hollywood because we've got an idea. Um, so he throws a leather strap around his eyes and then he puts a stick through both of the metal rings and he just starts twisting and twisting and twisting and it slowly squeezes into Eddie's eyes and squeezes his head and then he starts bleeding everywhere and so then, good. you know, very iconic. and then he's yep. dead after that, obviously. And, uh, you know, to me, like I said, that's just, it's not one of the, it's not necessarily one of the best Jason kills. It's pretty inventive. It's a, it's a good kill. But uh, it's definitely my most memorable one. It's the one that, when I see it, it just brings back yep. memories of being a kid and yep. seeing this horrible thing on TV that gave me nightmares for years. <laughs> so I'm with you. No, that's I'm with my you. number it's a five. Good scene. Yep. Um, can you do me a favor? Can you wrap a leather strap around that cooler and <laughs> squeeze me out another beer? I can. <laughs> what do you got for number four? Uh, so my number four comes from a movie you already mentioned. Yeah. Uh, that movie is Hatchet. Oh, nice. Uh, and this is probably one of my most memorable 
uh, death scenes. We're getting to the top four now. Yeah. So these are this is serious business. These are these are the important okay. ones, people. All right. Mm -hmm. Lots of thought put into these. Um, this is my favorite kill. When I first saw this kill, this one stuck with me because not only is it does it use an implement that you don't normally ever see outside of this old house, mm -hmm. but it, it's it's so it's so brutal and crazy. And this is in Hatchet when uh, Jenna gets killed by twofold. First, she gets a belt sander to the face. <laughs> Like the lower jaw. The lower, like, and it's brutal. Like, like so Victor, so here's the scene. Uh, Victor Crowley shows up. They're all in the swamp, in the woods. They're running around. Victor Crowley catches the character Jenna, uh, one of the eager beaver girls. Mm -hmm. Eager beaver, was that it? I think it was. Uh, I can't remember. Ah, my porn. My porn history in these movies is just terrible. <laughs> I think they're from the eager beaver. It's probably beavers. eager beaver, yeah. I think so. That sounds about anyway, right. Anyway, uh, so Jenna gets caught, and he somehow has a belt sander, a battery-powered belt sander, which I'm pretty sure doesn't exist in real life. Battery-powered? I don't think so. Not a belt sander. There's, there's battery-powered sanders. I'm not sure that the battery-powered... No, there's an engine on it. It's a pole. That's what it is. It's probably gas-powered? Gas yes. There's, there's, no, gotta there's be... no gas-powered belt sanders that are cordless. Battery-powered, yes. You don't think so? I remember Adam Green talking about how they had to make it for the movie. Oh, uh... Uh, yeah. Point is though, super high powered gas powered belt sander mm -hmm. takes it to the lower half of her face, <laughs> yeah. and it is so brutally disgusting. Like, imagine that, if you will. Your your the lower part of your face just being <laughs> gradually ground away, just like emulsified <laughs> by, a, by by a belt sander. <laughs> oh God, that has to be the worst way to go has to be right and if so that wasn't worse he belts her to the face throws her to the side uh, uh uh perry shen's character sean comes up he's the he's the tour guide he runs up victor crowley grabs him pushes him to the ground then takes a shovel and it's one of the ones with the uh the foot you know the, the, the foot pushers on the bottom of the, the shovel. Oh, you, oh you mean every shovel in yes, existence yeah. <laughs> puts that on his puts that on his neck and then just stiff kicks uh. it straight decapitates him so the shovel now is stuck in the ground it's like perry. a sleepaway camp three call out yeah perry doesn't she do that Maybe. I, I haven't seen, I haven't seen three in a long time. Anyway, go ahead. Um, so the shovel is now sticking out of the ground with Perry Shen's lower half of it from the chin or from the neck down is, is underneath it. He picks up Jenna, who now only has half of the face, and then impales <laughs> her on the shovel and pushes her down in three <laughs> or four distinct pushes so that she's ground level. Oh, yeah. What the fuck, Victor? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Brutal. That's just I. You gotta love Ad, like Adam Green. He 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 writes the movies that he wants to see. You know, and that's what I love about him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, he he only makes his movies, and they come out. Yeah. It's he, like he 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 makes the kills that we all wish that we would see in every slasher movie. Yeah. I mean, I, I like I said, there's there's something to say about. Um, kills that are kind of left to the imagination mm -hmm. but when you're just looking for good old-fashioned well practical the just gnarly kills the tagline to hatchet was good old-fashioned american horror oh yeah well, that there was you the go. tagline <laughs> there you go. uh the original tagline of the movie which the studio wouldn't let him use though mm -hmm. was it's not a remake it's not a sequel and it's not a it's not based on a japanese one or something uh -huh. like that yeah. you know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing that but it's something like that and they wouldn't let him use it because it basically just made fun of <laughs> every if, studio yeah, offended like every single 
studio out there who was doing just that at the time. Yeah, but um, but yeah, <clears throat> it, this scene's fantastic. It's one of my one of my favorites. So, uh, James, number four for you. Number four comes from a movie that uh, you showed to me from 2005 called Feast. <laughs> uh, if you don't know, Feast was the uh, the movie that was made for from Project Greenlight. What? I'm just wondering what you're talking about. I hope it's what I think you're talking about. Uh, probably not. Okay. I don't know. Fair enough. <laughs> Maybe. Let's see. Uh, so this one is, uh, at the beginning of the movie, they're kind of introducing everybody with these like these cuts where you'll actually freeze frame on the person and it'll show you like the name of the character and give you a brief synopsis yep. of who they are. Well, Eric Dane, uh, who you might know from Grey's Anatomy, if you're listening, Sarah... <laughs> Uh, Eric Dane comes in, and, and when his name flashes on the screen, it just says hero. You know? He's here to save the day. He's the badass. Oh, that's him. Yeah. Okay. So uh, so everybody, everybody like, they know that some shit's going on, but they don't know what. And he he comes in with a, with a woman, and I think it's his wife. Is it supposed to be I his wife? So, yep. and, uh, and they're all like, oh, God, what's going on? Who's this guy? And then... He turns around and he delivers the line, I'm the guy that's going to save your ass. And then two seconds later, <laughs> he's standing directly in front of a window when he says this. Two seconds later, something crashes through the window, grabs him. All you see is the bottom half of his body for about five seconds. And then it drops back into the room with no head. <laughs> Still holding a shotgun, which, by the way, when he falls to the floor, the shotgun goes off. This is almost like a... It's almost like a uh, uh, like a Final Destination kind of sort thing, of, in a way. Because yeah. he, his head's gone, he falls to the floor, the shotgun goes off, and ends up hitting somebody in the top <laughs> level of the place through the foot and through the face, I think, right? And then, like, within the next 20 to 25 seconds of, of the movie, like, Jason Mew's face gets ripped off. A chick loses her leg. It's just it gets it gets crazy. But yep. to me, I I just thought it was so funny because in every movie you he have comes those, in so strong. Yeah, and he <laughs> comes in. You're like, fuck, Eric Dane is here to save the day, and like you just think that he's gonna. If you didn't know anything about the movie, which I'm sorry for spoiling this for you because <laughs> now you know this, but uh, you would think that he's he's the guy that's here to save the day, and mm-hmm. he's gonna be there throughout the entire movie, and then as soon as he delivers this badass line. He's dead within five seconds. Nope. So. Uh, yeah, that was my number four. Hey, J-Raj. What's happening? You got anything, brother? I got something for you. This is kind of a... Uh, not necessarily a, a favorite death scene, because it's not like, oh, yeah! Well, then you're doing but, it wrong, yeah, Jay. But it's a tribute to, to Mr. Bill Paxson. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, oh, that's, that's, right. fine. Um, that's fine. In Twister... Uh, Jodas, who, who kind of portrays what, what the, the, the twist. <laughs> What's a twister? Did I write Shyamalan write this movie? What's a twist? <laughs> Man, they got uh, they got they got Jonas, who p- portrays kind of the bad guy mm-hmm. in there. Uh, he's played by Carrie Elwes. Carrie Elwes. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I thought so. He, he's um, he's like the the, the uh, competing team, right? Yeah, yeah the yeah. competing but, but got, storm hunter. But yeah. he gives off that vibe throughout the whole movie. He's like, oh man, I just want to punch that guy, you know? <laughs> and uh, my douche radar is going off. <laughs> hey, woo woo. <laughs> and uh, it's it's so later on in the movie they're driving and they're they're, they're radioing to him saying, man, you know, turn off off this road. You know that that tornado is going to jump and skip p- path right, come right towards you. 
and uh, he's, and eventually they just shut the radio off. They don't want to hear what, what they have to say about it. And he's driving, and it's almost reminiscent of a Final Destination kill scene. Mm-hmm. But the the twister comes right at him in a, a telephone or a uh, antenna tower comes boom right through the front window, <laughs> and then their uh, their truck gets sucked up into the tornado. Bill Paxton, always doing it right. Yep. He, uh, uh, he's, he's, got a, he's got quite a few classic death scenes, really. Mm-hmm. But that's a good yeah. one. Man, I love the movie Twister. I haven't Me seen too. it in so long. Same cow. My, my, <laughs> my, my, my favorite part of that movie, though, is the fact that they get caught in the biggest Twister they've ever seen. And just strapping a belt... F5, baby. Strapping a belt to a water pipe saves their lives. <laughs> that cracks me up. <laughs> well... Good old cow leather belts. Yeah, leather leather's strong, and they they he he explains stronger than an F five. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> no. Have you ever seen no. an F five? Yeah. Have you ever seen a house in an F five? I think a leather belt is not as strong as a house. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> if it's uh, if it's made by the Amish, they make oh, qual- they make quality products. Those, ain't, yep. those Amish, especially those electric fireplaces that they show on TV. <laughs> those Amish made fireplaces. <laughs> Plug it into your socket. <laughs> plug it listen, into your socket. Listen, we don't do we don't do electricity, but you can plug in this Amish electric fake fire fireplace into stop, your house. Stop, if, if, stop, I'm stop so, calling I, them the Amish. I have to apologize if any Amish folk are listening to the podcast. We sincerely apologize. <laughs> and you're probably not all that Amish because you're listening to technology. Well, the well the Mennonites are like I'm telling Jebediah. The Emin- <laughs> <laughs> the Mennonites are uh, like very similar to. The Amish, except yes. for they can use electrical appliances and they stuff like, like that. They sound like aliens. The Mennonites. The Mennonites. <laughs> they come from planet men. The men in <laughs> planet men. It's just a bunch of chauvinistic <laughs> men to just hang out. We All are right. the Mennonites. All right, number three. Let's get this back on track. Number yep. three. Uh, so this is, my number three is not so much a specific kill as much as it is an entire sequence. Is this from Final Destination? And this comes courtesy <laughs> of Final Destination 3. Yeah. And this is the roller coaster sequence. Ah. Oh, yeah. And I put this at my number three because this is one of my biggest fears in the face of the earth. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love going to theme parks. Uh, uh, Cedar Point, probably the greatest theme park under the sun, is only a few hours from here. Yeah. If anybody tells there, you different, they're wrong. It's true. Uh, I, I, I've been to it dozens of times over the course of my life. Uh, and one of my biggest fears is that the roller coasters are going to malfunction and I am going to fly off the rails like that dick in Roller Coaster Tycoon that never finished the roller coaster and you <laughs> let all your people die. That was me. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like, my biggest fear, though, is that something's going to happen and, like, either the guardrail's not going to work, something's not going to work. Yeah. And this movie... That's part of the thrill, though. Yeah. Final <laughs> Destination 3 is not a great movie. However... This scene captured my biggest fear in like the best way possible. Yeah, and I I have to acknowledge it because of that. Um, so give us a quick rundown of the scene. Oh, they're well, they're on the roller coaster and shit starts to go wrong. The uh, elect, I don't know if it's like no, I think uh, it's the bearings, screw loose. This is the, yeah. the screw in the in the wheels of the the carts start to let loose. Right, and they fly off and then sparks start to happen. And there's a part of the track that is loose. And the guardrails or your, your the seat straps mm-hmm. start malfunctioning, so people are falling out when they're going <laughs> upside down. They're being flung out, and they hit all of the, the metal on the way down. Like it's it's so crazy, and it's my biggest fucking fear ever. Like you gotta I, love you gotta uh, love the Final Destination movies. They're like Rube Goldberg machines, but kind of yeah, but super dark. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, 
I've experienced something like this in real life, though. This is probably where my fear comes from. Yeah. Uh, at a, uh, it, actually, I've experienced it sort of twice. Now that I'm thinking about it, the worst one though is uh, I was at a carnival, a local carnival, mm-hmm. and you know the pirate ship that goes back and forth. Yes. Uh, me and my brother were on one once, and we were. You always sit at the very end, right? Cause of that's, course. Duh. That's where you go the highest. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we did that, and our our lap. So on these particular high. ones, the lap the lap strap it starts in front of you, and it's just it's on one pivot. It goes straight up, yep. so it's at ninety degree, and then it goes straight down to whatever, whatever that degree 40, is. Forty five. Math. <laughs> sure. Um, whatever. So the thing is though, is that our strap malfunctioned, our guard our guard thing malfunctioned, and every time we would go up to where we were straight up in the air, almost looking down, that lap strap would go, thump, and it would go straight <laughs> up. And so, me, my brother, and the guy, there was one other dude that was sitting next to us because he was solo, we had to hold it down. Like We had to basically position ourselves in an awkward way to where as we were leaning forward, it was putting pressure on the bar oh my so that it wouldn't fly up the entire <laughs> ride. It was one of the scariest things I've ever gone through. And so, like, that is solidified my brain. So whenever I see, see uh, fuck, no. Like, I, it just, but it doesn't, stop you. it doesn't stop you from going so, on roller coasters. Oh, no, fuck, no. <laughs> I've had the same thing happen uh, in the carnival. We were on, like, the, the witch's wheel type thing or yeah. salt and pepper shaker thing where the two arms swivel back and forth and eventually go upside down. Yeah. They were packed on the one side, and my sister and I uh, went on the other side. And we were young at the time. She was, like, six or seven and uh just made the ride height requirements and uh she started slipping out of her restraints when we were going upside down and was almost completely out so me being the big brother tried to push myself out of my restraints to try to like save her and hold her in to reach over <laughs> sure and so the ride gets done and the guy forgot we were the only people on the other side mm-hmm. and it starts to move again oh, he loaded up gosh. the other side and, and our grandma no! took us she's like there's two kids on that ride my babies <laughs> That's oh so scary. God. Yeah, it's the terrifying. I've let got... it be let it be known. We are approaching the two hour mark of the episode, which is oh, this is gonna be a little bit of a longer one. We apologize. Yeah. We're gonna try to get through it as quick as we can. Yeah. Well we got <laughs> We're three. We're actually good on time yeah. for the first time in our lives. Yeah. We got three left, so let's uh yep. let's let's roll through them here. Alright, so number two for you. Or I'm sorry, uh, number three for you. Number three for me. I already said my oh I didn't say four yet, did I? Wait. Oh yeah, I did. That was Feast. Yeah. Uh number three for me is from a, a little John Carpenter film called The Thing from nineteen eighty two. Uh this this to me it's it's the scene where they're tied to the couch. Mm-hmm. And and Kurt Russell has you know, he's got this idea where he thinks it's in the blood. And if he heats the blood, it'll cause a reaction, blah blah blah. Everybody's seen it. If you sure. haven't, go check it out. It's awesome. But uh, so he's he's going through these petri petri dishes and, and and testing it with this hot wire to see if the blood will do anything. First of all, it's it's so depressing in a way because he tests the two guys who just died, like one of them who he just shot in the head because he thought he was evil or thought he was an alien or the thing or whatever, and uh, it turns out that their blood is clean. So they so they. They find out, like, they basically just killed these two guys uh, when they weren't... <laughs> when they no weren't reason. Yeah, for no damn reason. Is that, is that the death scene they're talking about? Well, no. So he's testing everybody, and he finally gets to uh, to uh, Palmer, and and he puts the, the hot wire in the blood in the Petri dish, and, and Palmer starts to freak out. Yep. The thing that always got me about this is there's two... There's two guys strapped to the couch right next to him, mm-hmm. you know, and and he starts to 
tra transform into this huge hideous beast, and they're just they can't do anything. They're tied to him. Would you call him a thing? A thing, like a giant thing. <laughs> and uh, so it, I've, I've always loved this scene. Like a, that in itself is super scary. But then he he uh, gets out of the restraints and he like jumps up onto the ceiling and he's stuck there. And then uh, and then. Um, uh, Kurt Russell tells the character Windows to light him up with the uh, the the, uh, the flamethrower. So he goes to light him up, but the thing drops back down to the floor, and then Windows is just like standing there looking at him, and then his head opens up, it splits in two, and then it grabs Windows around his neck with its tongue that comes out of the the two split in half. So skull splitter, it splits the skull, <laughs> and it and it pulls Windows in bites his face and then throws him across the room. Kurt Russell kills the thing, the alien, and then and then Windows is sitting in the corner after all everything is like kind of calmed down and Kurt Russell knows that, you know, So what's he's, the what's the kill though that you're focusing on? It's kind of the whole scene. Okay. It's 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 in the same way that you, like your final your destination final destination scene. was a whole scene. Okay. It's kind of like a, a yeah, like a, a a mix of the entire an scene, amalgamation. an amalgamation, an uh, amalgamation. So he uh, so he lights up the thing, and then he sees uh, windows sitting over in the corner of the room, and he knows he's screwed. So he just torches them. And the th it's it's something about you can kind of tell that it's animatronic, but at the same time, it looks kind of real and creepy. Like just the way his legs start to move when he gets lit on fire. It's it's very sick looking it's just it's almost like well everything in the scene is kind of in the thing rather is kind of sick looking you yeah know? the is as far as practical effects go this movie is one of the greatest oh absolutely it's and i don't fantastic. think most people agree with yeah that. absolutely so uh anyway that's my number three cool yeah uh number two all right number two uh classic there's if there is one absolutely classic thing that i have in my list this is it mm -hmm. everybody knows about this one and this yep. is from the original halloween Okay. This is the scene where Michael is fighting Bob, and they get into a tussle, lifts him up, stabs him with a knife, sticks him to the wall, and Michael does his famous head tilt. Mm -hmm. Favorite scene. It's like it's simple. It's, it's, it's so simple, simple, and it's not like an over-the-top kill. No, it's not. It's it's brutal in its underlying like message of it where michael is just realizing what death is almost well it's not so much and that it it's it, he's admiring and he's sort of confused well, by not, what he just did it's, it's like, not the first person he's killed though it's not the first person that he's killed but, it's, it, but he's admiring it in this weird way it's like when a dog is confused and it's trying to figure something out and it cocks its head right that's what michael's doing and there's something about that scene that is so incredibly unsettling mm -hmm. and and I don't know. It's 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 so iconic in my brain when I think of kills in movies. A lot of the ones we've been talking about are crazy, over the top because they're memorable and this and that. Mm -hmm. This one's memorable because of its simplicity, mm -hmm. and it's so scary, scary, scary <laughs> in its in its simplicity. You know, and that there's a lot to be said for that. Mm -hmm. um, there's not much else to say about it. It's yeah, just it is what it's it is. Not, I mean, it's, it's not really a, it's not really a gory scene yeah. or anything like that. It's, it's just, just it's terrifying because it is what it is right yeah and and that's that's my number two you know right on uh i've got for number two 
Where did it go? Sorry, I am. Mine, mine are all over the place. All right, number two. I I wanted to split my number two and my number one, <laughs> and this is kind of no pun intended, and also pun intended because well, you'll see why. You can sometimes do the number two and the number one at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, yeah. I wanted to split my my two and my one between a, a contemporary film and a classic <laughs> film. So. <laughs> So, uh, number two, <laughs> I went with Bone Tomahawk from oh, 2015. Nice. Uh, and I, I named this one, That Boy Done Got Split in Twain. <laughs> <laughs> it got split in Twain. Uh, and I think you know what I'm talking I about. I do, I do. Uh, so, one of the troglodytes, as they're dubbed, which are this uh, cannibalistic um, group of s- savages that live in the, in the caves, mm. way out in the mountains, they... Uh, they basically take uh, four of the four of the members of this search party hostage, and one of them is sick. He's unconscious. So these th- three of the troglodytes come into the cave, and they take him. His name is uh, Nick. He's a deputy, uh-huh. sheriff's deputy. They take him out of his cage, and they they slowly scalp him. Once scalping he, in any movie is yeah. just crazy to begin with. Once once he wakes up, and the the worst part about this is uh, Kurt Russell's character is looking at Nick the entire time, telling him everything's going to be okay, uh-huh. which obviously it's not. And uh, they slowly scalp him, and then they take the scalp, they shove it in his mouth, and he's screaming this whole time, just bloody murder. It's like it's a really, it's a really realistic. Yeah. Like the reactions that he's giving off, the screaming is I'm, it's so. I'm realistic letting you explain it, but it's burned into my head when yeah. we watch this. Like you, it's it's one of those scenes where when you watch it, you can't not remember it. Yeah. So continue. Oh, and before I'm reliving I before this I as go you're before I go on before he gets scalped, he asks Kurt Russell's character to send all of his things back to Michigan. Yep. So he's a Michigan boy. Hi. So heyo. <laughs> and he so they scalp him. They shove the scalp in his mouth, and then they take a spiked stick, and they jam it through his mouth into like into the back of his head. But he's still alive. And then two of the troglodytes take him and hold him by the ankles upside down. And then the main one with the the boar scream, which if you don't know what I'm talking about, these these oh, troglodytes God. they take the vocal cords from uh, from different animals and like surgically implant them into their throats so that when they scream it sounds like the animal, which is one it's of the most creepy, terrifying yeah. things ever. So and, have you ever had a what's that whistle? The death whistle. Uh, death whistle. Yeah, like my death, death whistle. I want one so bad. Uh, and and then. So they have him held up by his two ankles, and then the third one takes the bone tomahawk and proceeds to chop downward on him, like in the crotch area. And and it takes like it takes like five or six good chops, oh, and the guy's screaming the entire time. And then the two guys holding his ankles at one point just pull in opposite directions. Just wishbone him. Yeah, wishbone him exactly, and just pull him apart. His intestines come f- yeah, spilling out all over the place. It's one of like you and I were watching this movie. And it really is a delightful movie. The movie, oh, it's a, it's a great movie. I really liked it, but like the whole time, you're like, yeah, it's a you know, it's a good movie. It's cool. Nothing super super graphic happens up until that point, and then you get to that kill, and you're like, 
what the fuck? Like, this is, this, this, is, is, like, this is one of those movies where we've been talking about a lot, rec- a lot recently how Western horror movies. Yeah. Like Westerns that are horror movies. Yeah. They're, be- they're quickly becoming one of my favorite subgenres just because they're so they're so good like i don't know why that that there's that 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 dichotomy between westerns and horror for some reason you would never think would fit well yeah they just do yeah maybe because more real movies more of a realistic aspect to them which makes them more scary which makes all these scenes seem like there's something that could really happen i don't know i don't know what it is but i don't know either but i really enjoy them too love them but uh yeah bone tomahawk that was that was a good one that's my pick for number two are we on number one we are on number one all three of us got one. I everybody, everybody say yours at the same time. Um, I no, know. I didn't <laughs> All right, what do you got, Mikey, right. for number one? My absolute favorite kill of all time. I've mentioned this on the show at some point. I know I have. Friday the 13th, part seven, the sleeping bag kill. Nice. <laughs> Classic. It, is, it Kane, makes me laugh. Kane Hodder's, Kane Hodder's first Friday movie. <laughs> it makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> and I just rewatched this movie. My my roommate Jen has never seen any of the Friday the 13th movies. So for the past couple of months, I have been journey- taking her on a journey through all of the Friday movies. We just finished Manhattan. Nice. And but, however, when we watched part 7 though, uh, Manhattan being part eight. Yeah. But when we watched seven, though, I, I told her, I'm like, this is my favorite death scene ever. And she reacted beautifully to it. Like, <laughs> the best way possible. It's like, what? What? No! No! <laughs> like, it, it, it's, 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 it's not even that it's that brutal. It's not even... It's comedic. It's, it's just great. If you've never seen it... Um, so a guy named Dan and a woman named Judy are camping out in the woods. Dan goes. They're 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 getting they're getting down and dirty. About to do the coit, and uh, <laughs> and Dan decides he hears something. He needs to get up, go get some firewood. <laughs> Fuck you, Dan. Okay, just putting Dan. that out there. Dan, you ruined it. Dan is always so, a douche, right? So Judy is in the tent or whatever. She's Beautiful a, name, by the way. In yeah, a state Judy. of mm. in a state of of undress. <laughs> that made it sound creepy when I did it. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. And then, so Jugs Judy, she hears this thing from outside, <laughs> and <laughs> if you get it, you get it. Uh, <laughs> so she hears something outside, Jason slashes his way through the tent, and she hides inside of her sleeping bag to get away from him. Well, he just takes the entire sleeping bag outside <laughs> with him, twists it up at the end, throws it over his shoulder, and then whacks it into a tree mm-hmm. and kills her. It's beautiful. In the uncut version of this, he whacks her about four or five to seven times. Have you seen the uncut version? Uh, they, I don't know that I've actually seen it, but they talk about it in one of the two big Friday documentaries. Uh, his name was Jason, and then Crystal Lake Memories. I yeah. forget which one it is. Maybe it's both. Yeah. Um, but they talk about how the original, the original cut, though, he did it a bunch of times. I would kill to see that. Well, and the, and the thing was too is uh, they had they had Kane redo that scene over and over, and it was actually a pretty heavy dummy yeah. inside the sleeping bag. So in the final cut that they actually did, he just out of anger he ends up whacking this chick against the tree like seven times, and then when she hits the ground, Kane hotter himself, not Jason, but Kane was so pissed off <laughs> and so tired that he just fucking kicks it as hard as he can. <laughs> 
they should have kept that. I know. In the in the in the cut, I don't know why they did. They also recreate the scene in in, uh, in Jason, Jason X, X, right? Yeah. Which which I think they actually do it a couple more times in Jason X. Do if I'm not mistaken. I need to rewatch it. We're gonna get there in our series. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, hands down, that's, my favorite. Kill. That's a it's great just scene. so ridiculous and it's so funny. <laughs> And it's it's just so like I cannot believe that I just saw what I saw. <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, so for my number one, what is it? Drum roll. Drum roll. Uh, <clears throat> I named it, even though this this uh, this uh, this name might be misleading because I named it. He ate me. A fucking shock <laughs> ate me. <laughs> <laughs> Which, based on based on that title, if you know anything about the Chappelle Show, you might think that I'm talking about Deep Blue Sea and Samuel L. Jackson. Deep Blue Sea. My head is like a shocks fan. <laughs> we do that almost every episode. Um, I am not talking about uh, Deep Blue Sea. In fact, I am talking about Jaws, the original, 1975, and the death in question is. The death of Quint, yep. aka Robert Shaw, yep. and it's just as far. Jaws is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's one of the one of the first, like a, a very early horror movie that I saw when I was younger. Me too. And uh, <laughs> nope. And uh, <laughs> and it, it was it was it was the it was the first like um, sea, uh, not sea bound. What the hell, like. Seafaring horror seafaring movie. horror yeah. movie that I ever saw, and it was the movie that was responsible for me being afraid of the water for quite a long time. It was it did exactly what it was supposed to do, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, even though that was Jaws two, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know what I'm getting at. Like like I saw Jaws and it just it screwed me up for a long time, and sure. and Quint's death in particular because throughout the movie he's just such a badass. And he is, you know, he's the he's the expert fisherman. He's the 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 the, uh, the naval um, veteran. Mm-hmm. Like he's seen everything. He's been everywhere. He's survived through some shit that nobody else has ever seen in their lives. Yeah. And so you think like, there's no way this guy could die. There's no way one single shark could take this guy out. But Bruce gets it done. And he shows and, up halfway through the movie too, though. So you think this is the big big guy that's gonna yeah this is the shark hunter like this is the he's gonna be the only one that survives exactly that's what you you think and so his death comes as such a shock and and it's and it's awesomely acted which to me like whether you're if you're staring into like this gaping maw (laughs) of gaping maw this gaping maw even if it's just on an animatronic shark it's probably pretty scary, so I'm guessing he really didn't have to conjure up too, too, like too much to act genuinely scared because that would be a pretty frightening scene to, to, to film, you know. But to me, like I, I don't know, like it's the first time that you really see. I mean, you, you, you see how big the shark is mm-hmm. throughout the movie, but this is the first time that you really see just how big he is. The comparison to because the man he's, to shark. He's yeah. literally like sitting on top of the boat and there's there's only about a quarter of his body sitting on top of the boat. So you know this thing is just fucking yep. massive. Yep. And and Quint is just slowly, slowly inching his way down toward those jaws. And then eventually it's ends crazy. up in his gullet. And <laughs> there he goes. He's gone. 
I just I love that scene. That's, I, yeah, that's my number you, one. You don't you don't really get much better than Jaws. No, like, absolutely not. So that's my number but, one. But Jay's gonna try. All right. So my number one scene, and I'm gonna I'm gonna play the music that's behind us because it's a Ooh, big part of it. Do it to, to go along with me. So there's this kill scene, and it's all filmed in slow motion. Yeah. And this song is playing in the background. And it is from Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah. And it's all slow motion as they're killing these cops and um, and, and everything going on. And so in, in that scene, uh, Otis, uh, Bill Mosley, has uh, he's got a, gu- a, a gun to a cop's head. And then there's this big crane shot at the very end of it that starts zooming out and out as he's holding the gun. And you're waiting for him to pull the trigger. You expect it to happen right away. And the music stops as the song fades out. And it gets further and further <laughs> and further. And there's like 60 seconds of silence and zoom out. And then finally a slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> and it splits his head. Skull splitter. Skull splitter. <laughs> Skull splitter. <laughs> you know, I never really like, I never really thought about it because I haven't seen House of a Thousand Corpses in such a long time. But so both House of a Thousand Corpses and... It's related to the Devil's Rejects. Well, and the Devil's Rejects <laughs> kind of end in a similar fashion, where it's that slow mo shootout of, right, kind of right. kind of deal. Right, and it, that just stuck in my head because it was it was entertaining having that a, a song that does not relate to doesn't a big death fit scene going the mood on. at all. Yeah. Sometimes those things are the best though when like you're listening to like this song doesn't fit at all, but then when you think about it, like it's so right. out of whack. And, that it makes sense. Exactly, and I saw that in theaters when it came out. So we're watching, and we're wa- everyone is just silent in the theater. As a sixty seconds of silence, zoom out, <laughs> and the slow motion gunshot happens, and everybody, and everybody was, starts everybody laughing. Was, everybody was dead quiet during yeah, that sixty yeah, seconds, though, right? Nothing, and, 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 then, and then boom, and everyone just starts laughing because <laughs> it was you were waiting for it, and it finally, finally yep. happened. Yeah, it was like a big payoff at yep. the end. Yep. Well, uh, that's it. Those, yeah, are, those are our top ten favorite kills. They might not be the best kills in your opinion, but they're our favorites. So if you disagree. Fuck off. <laughs> either, either that or let us know what your favorite kills oh, that, are. That's, that's what I meant. Yeah. Did, did I not come across that way? No, I, I think people got what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> no, let us know what your favorite kills are. Uh, I, at some point in time, you know, 20 years down the road, once we're when we're still doing this show, we'll have another group of... Uh, 20 years? Top 10. Yeah, 20 years. Wow. <laughs> Buckle up, boys. <laughs> We'll have another uh, top ten kills Welcome list. Welcome to the Liver Cirrhosis Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that'll do it for today in our top ten kills and deaths and all that goodness. If, if you, you have f- anything to add, as always, hit us up. At- yeah. uh, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzkill Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC. Uh, you can also find us on Horror Amino at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. So make sure you download that up app and, and find us. As always, everything we talked about tonight, especially all these different movies and the and the uh, scenes that we are talking about, are going to be posted on the, the Buzzkill that one was nice, was guys. Nice. Thing. It was very nice. <laughs> and if you want to find J Raj, check out OceanRecordingStudio.com. Follow on social media at Ocean Recording. Right on. Any, uh, any, any, anything going on right now in the I, world I got, of uh, Ocean Recording? I, I got something in the works coming out. Maybe oh. a uh, special for uh, some cover song. 
I want to record some cover songs because they're fun. Ooh, yeah, some sure. heavy metal versions of like Britney Spears or something. <laughs> if you got any of that stuff up your you sleeve. Know, I was once in a band that was going to cover Katy Perry. And you never did. We didn't. So. But, it was, but it was going to be good. It was going to be good. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Jay will announce that on a, on a, on a later episode. Yep. I'll let you know what's going on. So, all right, boys. That was fun. Was it? That was a good time. Uh, it was an all right time. It was an all right time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cheers. Uh, cheers. cheers.